and put, quit soda. Tonight on the podcast, we watch as Lance vinyl wraps his nutsack. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream. It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're locked in to the best damn podcast in all the land. The Absolute Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Lance. And I'm JP. My voice kind of squeaked there a little bit. Oh, Lance. <laughs> yeah. You had your balls tucked up when you were. <laughs> yeah. I pulled a couple of hairs. Pulled a couple hairs. That's how, wife, that's how Lance's wife has to get him out of bed in the morning. She's like, you got to get the kids ready for bed. And he's like, oh, I'm sleeping. And she just starts yanking pubes. <laughs> uh, one by one. Not with my manscaped. No pubes to yank. Still- are they still a uh, sponsor? No, fuck that. No, they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay me, so you know I'm gonna let my bush go wild and free now. Just like I just got the uh, the second part of the package I ordered from Christmas last week. What? <laughs> they they didn't have it all available or whatnot. The supply chain issues, and I just got it like an extra deodorant and an extra shampoo came in the mail. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Well, so, did it come in the mail, or did you accidentally click the? The like subscription where it auto renews. I, I didn't. My wife got it for me for a Christmas gift, so I hope she didn't. But it. Well, you'll find out next month. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, happy Good Friday, everyone! Happy Easter! What are you guys? How was your guys' week? What are you guys up to? What's good? Uh, what's new? What's fresh in your worlds? It's good, man. It's almost NBA playoff time. Eh, who cares? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> NHL playoffs next. Yeah, yeah they usually okay. run around the same time. Who's your team for the for hockey? Let me guess. Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right, baby. Yeah. The Yenzers. They are. So you're they kind have... of a homer like I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to watch that, them practice. You're not a... No. Which one did you say you're not a f... You're not a fan. I don't, of like, I don't love the Pirates, but I, I used to. Nobody watch. loves the Pirates. Yeah, I used to go see them all the time. So, I mean, nobody if they, loves the Pirates. I, I don't pay much attention, but if they started winning again, I would probably start to pay attention again. I do have jerseys, and I do have a spot in my basement that ha- is dedicated to the Pirates. But can't beat the Penguins, though. They've uh, what nineteen? How many years in a row they've been in the playoffs? The longest streak in all of professional sports. Much different than um, than the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> well, the Pirates haven't been in the playoffs since they. It was almost twenty five years until they got got back into it in twenty thirteen. So, no, the Pittsburgh Pirates are the baseball equivalent of the Arizona Coyotes. Yep, they only had the one Pirates, player, one but not two. not the Penguins. No, just oh, the not Pirates. the Penguins. No. The Pirates were good, like what five years ago or, or something like that. Twenty thirteen, when they had McCutcheon, yeah, you know, they got him, they got him back. But they they made one or two playoff runs, not very far, but enough to get the city, uh, you know, back to uh, enjoying baseball again. A lot of people get mad at how easily they you know trade off their prospects. Yeah, the I Yankees. mean, anybody in the playoffs played for the Pirates at one point. It's crazy how many of their prospects got traded. The- Coyotes have played or have won, I think, one playoff game in like their history. (laughs) 
the year that the it's COVID bad. year. They won in the dome in Canada. Oh, then then, then, then they won a few years before that. The avalanche. They won a few years before that. Then. Hey, I mean the Penguins were bad down. from the '60s until or '60s to the '80s, so it took a long time. So expansion teams are it's tough. So maybe some. They're not an expansion pe- team. They they transferred from another city. What? Where? What city? Uh, somewhere in Canada. Winnipeg. Oh, well, there's the Winnipeg Jets now, but I wasn't them then. My home the in Expos? Was it Montreal know. Expos? I know. That's a baseball team. No one's paying attention. Uh, you. No, you Winni- you they were the Winnipeg Jets like... from '72 to '96. The so Whalers. Are they the Whalers? The new Hartford Winnipeg Whalers? Jets are kind of like a Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens situation. Hmm. But I don't know hockey yeah. very well. They were the Winnipeg Jets of the World Hockey Association. But I don't think they've won more than. Oh, they have a division championship. That's nice. <laughs> There's not much to write home about with this team. <laughs> oh, man. Hockey's a fun sport to be in person and watch. It's a great sport to watch playoffs. It- it is hockey is one of the best is like the best sport to watch live. I'm yep. I'm not I'm not a huge TV fan when it comes to hockey. Like I'll watch them if my team's doing good, but I love going to the games. That's why I'm stoked that uh, they left Glendale. Why would you be stoked they left Glendale? Because they're going to be in Tempe, and now <laughs> they're in the now, Tempe Arena, and it's double the ticket price because the arena. No, is they're building they're building a huge stadium right under shit yet. Because the the city of Phoenix the town is trying at, to block it, the town of Tempe just sued the city of Phoenix like two point three billion dollars because the town of Tempe approved it, and then Phoenix is saying, "Oh, the fly trail or whatever." Yeah, you have, they have it messes with the. It's gonna happen. Screen. It's gonna happen. No, I think they get shipped out of Phoenix. <laughs> no, the NHL uh, won't let them the the new owners that's why the nhl owed them for five years because the original guy that put a bid in wanted to move them to seattle i think and the nhl came in and blocked that sale purchased them bought had them for five years and the new owners have a contract that they're not allowed to leave the state of arizona nhl does not want to leave yeah they still will nobody cares about hockey here See, no, er, like, there's people that care about hockey. They built the fucking thing in Glendale. Nah, nobody cares. Yeah, about dude. Hockey. Yeah, dude. Read hockey. up on hockey. it, dude. They built the thing in Glendale, where and most of their fans are rich white neighborhoods like Mesa and Gilbert and everything else. People weren't going to their games because it's in fucking. Glendale. Yeah, that's a bullshit. That's a bunch of no. whiners. No, no. It, it really is because look at the Cardinals. They're in Glendale, and if you want to go to Cardinals, play, guess what? They Your play eight games. Drive to Glendale. They play eight it's, games a year in that stadium, and so it's what? fucking it's just far, fun. dude. It's in the West Valley. Yeah, they play eight fun. games a year on the weekend. How long does it take you to get there? Fucking Egypt, anyway. It takes so. me two hours to get there. Oh, it does not. Yes, it fucks you fuck does. Dude, it takes no, me an hour to get from my house to your house. I have buddies. It takes me an hour just to get to Van Buren and Forty Fourth. And then you, you're crazy. No, dude. It takes to get to Westgate. It's almost two hours. When we That's went crazy. to Korean barbecue with you, 
we didn't get home till like two in the morning or something like that. What? How did you? <laughs> we left okay. that place at midnight, dude. Or no. like it was late as fuck, dude. Two hours, bro. Who was driving? Me. You probably drive slow then. Oh, the fuck I do. <laughs> you driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. The fuck I do. Max needs to get on this show and fucking tell you. Dude, we have people that drive to where I'm at like an hour and a half to Buffalo to, to see the Bills play every week, hour and a half, if not longer, to see the Bills play. Yeah, but football is different. Like when you're talking about hockey that plays well, how many how many games? Yeah, and then they're on the middle of, in the middle of a weekday, whereas football, the majority of their games are on a Sunday. Yeah, in the true. middle or of the Thursday day. or a yeah, Monday. But yeah, the but last if you're time team, I went, you're playing Thursday night, you're playing Sunday night, Monday night. So you're, you know, if you got kids or got to go to work, you're late hour and a half. I used to drive down to the Pirates to take clients out to watch the Pirate games, and it was a three hour drive. The game was at seven, and I get home at like three in the morning. It was no fun at all. Yeah, it's Max and I went to a game a few years ago. We we're right behind our. Our coworker at the time gave us tickets. We were right behind. We we're like third row up, and we didn't get home till one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's it was bad. Getting out of Westgate like right after a game is a nightmare. Like getting no on the is. freeway. What are you talking about? No, it's the not. Fuck, dude, you live there. How are you denying this? Yes, because I'm. I leave Westgate and I'm home in fifteen minutes. I have no problems getting out of there. I don't know but what you you're live doing. right there. I don't you know live, what like ass backwards like plan to you get guys, out you of the park to get out of, get out of the parking. Not hard. Yes, it is, dude. It's no, it is. You just gotta know how to go around Westgate. There's yeah, multiple but if you're not from there, how there. the fuck do you know that? <laughs> uh, Google Maps. It's pretty simple, dude. It doesn't take long no. to get out of there. No, you're just doing it wrong. The coyotes need it. <laughs> the coyotes <laughs> need to be in Mesa. No, they don't. Yeah, because do. you're gonna see when they're in Mesa and the same amount of people are going. Uh, because nobody cares about hockey here, it, it makes no difference where they're at. They're, it's the same where they're at now. Where they're going, it just looks like a lot of people where they're at now because it's a small arena that doesn't even fit the NHL minimum of attendance. Yeah, small, yeah they're playing at ASU Arena. That's it's the smallest stadium for NHL hockey right now. If if people cared about that hockey team, Glendale wouldn't have sent a packing. Nobody cares about the Coyotes. That's that's the hard. Glendale activity. sued them for leaving, bro. No, they didn't. Glendale yeah, wanted a piece. That no. stadium city. That stadium. Glendale, yes, dude. Glendale oh wanted a piece of the all the sales. They wanted a piece of the concessions. They wanted a piece of all the sales. And the Coyotes told them to kick rocks. So the city of Glendale told the Coyotes to kick rocks. And now they're saying, well, we've made double the revenue in one year in concerts and other venue and other things going on in this stadium than we ever did when the coyotes were here. So that's why they kicked, they told them to, to kick rocks. Cause they Glendale wanted a piece of the concessions. They wanted a piece of like everything the coyotes were doing. And the coyotes, the coyotes, said no, so the, coyotes, coyotes the coyotes fucking sued Glendale, bro. Yes. Because, because Glendale wanted all contract. this stuff for them. Yes. Because Glendale wanted all this stuff for them. Glendale blocked them. They wanted, they, the coyotes were trying to re up their contract and the city of Glendale said, no, we're done with you. It was the city of Glendale that made the call and said, we're done with you and locked them out of the arena and wasn't going to let them in the arena. Dollar, after a $200 million Sorry, lawsuit. Dar, it's not happening. Yeah. 
but they locked him out of the arena. Unhappy. They weren't going to let him in the arena. They didn't want to let him play there. And so that's why they sent him packing because they wanted a cut of all the concessions and everything like that. And the Coyotes said no. Bro. Bro, they bro. they bro. should have been built in Mesa from the start, no, bro. They you shouldn't. Dude. Nobody dude, yes. nobody wants to go to Mesa. Tempe is one thing. Nobody wants to go to Mesa. It sounds like you guys the don't. The majority of their fans. The majority hockey. of their fans are rich white neighborhoods. So bro. they would go to Scottsdale then, because rich white people aren't living in Mesa. Scottsdale, Scottsdale to Mesa is a fifteen minute drive, bro. Scottsdale is where they would be. Scottsdale Scotts- is where they should go. But they're going. They're going to Tempe. They were supposed to be where they're going to the, go to Tempe where, because it's a college town, and it's where all the land is. They were going to be where the Chicago Cubs arena is, and they can't. And they they lost out on that because Glendale made them a more attractive offer, and they were shit ever since. Even in the playoff years, dude, they're going to be shit regardless, dude. That's the problem with the Coyotes. They're always going to be shit because they should always ship away their best players. I remember, I remember when they announced the Glendale Arena and people were saying, what the fuck are you doing? It was headlines across ESPN about how stupid it was that they were building it in Glendale. Guess what? Here's the sad fact of it, Lance. If they are winners, people will go see them no matter where their stadium is. But the problem is they're not winners. Our playoff year... When we they're had Shane Doan, they had a playoff they had, year. They, yeah, they they did a good sales in Glendale. Like I said, people they came sold out in they the, were playoffs, in the playoffs, but they were not selling out in the middle of the week, dude. They were not selling out in the middle of the week. We Max and I went their playoff year, when, saw them play the Senators. What and year the was stadium, that? Maybe like eleven or twelve. Because my parents have season tickets, and they would go all the time. So, dude, the like, stadium the was half full garbage. and they made the playoffs that year. Yeah, that's great. But they probably just they just snuck in and they got bounced in the first round, just like the COVID year. They got they got lucky to get in when they were in the dome in Canada and got bounced in the second round. Like the Coyotes are not good. If the Coyotes were good, people would, would come watch them no matter where their stadium. You remember is. during the COVID years, I'm pretty sure is when they were purchased by the NHL when they were still owned no, by the NHL. Were, they were sold. I believe they were sold already by that point. They had the investment group, and then that investment group sold them again. So, I don't know. But I'm just saying, if sounds like you guys need the a Coyotes were a winner, people would go watch them no matter where their stadium is. You need to look at the Suns in Arizona, dude. The Suns were still selling out games even when they weren't making the playoffs, bro. The saying. Suns were still selling out games. But they were a good team back in the day. That's why. Yeah, look yeah. at the Cardinals, dude. People still they still just about sell out every Sunday Cardinals. Yeah, game. but you go you go there and it's half full of other people's jerseys, bro. True, so you can't man. use that. You can't That's use because that the as team an argument. Sucks. That that goes for my point. Even in the because years the that they were sucks. good, bro. Even in that Super Bowl year, Max and I used to go to at least one game every year. <laughs> you and Max and go to be, every sports team the year they're they're winning. Dude, he, they're playing to go to the playoffs, huh? No, no, we used to go to a Cardinals game since like oh nine. I think we went every single year up until when the tickets started being way. Which which playoff year? The year they went to the playoff with Kurt Warner, or the the other playoff year where they got Kurt shit Warner on by the 09. Panthers? Kurt Warner uh, was oh nine. Yeah, we went. We've been. We went every year up until probably nineteen. No, when he moved to Colorado's when we stopped going. But it's a two-hour drive for you, though. 
And you don't want to drive out every game. Yeah, but it's on a Sunday in the middle of the day, dude. It's a lot more manageable. If you're uh, good, anyways, you games. still, my point is, is if they were good and winning, people would go see them no matter where their stadium is. Yeah, so, I don't agree. I don't agree whatsoever. Okay. They were kicking ass when we saw them with the Senators. And the fucking stadium was half full, bro. One game. You're going off one game. On a Tuesday night. What was the rest of their season? Like, most people don't do things on Tuesday night because I got to work. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, your Tuesday night argument. The majority of their fans are East Valley. But that doesn't change. We're talking too long about this. We need to change the subject. That's not going to change either. I guarantee you because you disagree. even on a Tuesday night, people who live right by the stadium won't go. Because this game might go for half the game, but they're going to the Suns games. They were going to the Suns games when we were bottom of the barrel, dude. We won 17 games one year, and they they were still selling out their games. I tell you, the Suns are always a talked about team. That's why, even when they're bad, nobody cares about the Coyotes. The Red Sox sell out when they were bad. You know, they did for years. So I I just think it comes down to winning. Chicago Bulls will sell out or have did sell out. They were winning, and I'm sure. People still go to see a Bulls game on a the, Tuesday night or Wednesday night just because it's the Guess Bulls. what? The Red Wings are shit, but I bet you they probably still sell out their games. Yep. It's the history of the team. That's the difference. Exactly. I I truly think if they build a new stadium, if they build they'll it, be they able to turn around. They'll turn it around, bro. I don't. I, I truly think a stadium every make a team, team better. Every t- that's not true, bro. Every every <laughs> a stadium plays the, the Cardinals, games, right? The Cardinals were the shit. Better. The Cardinals, yeah, dude. If they get the new Cardinals facilities. were still shit when they moved into University of Phoenix Stadium. No, they made the playoffs. What five years later? One time, two times the since they've been there. But bro, they're the they they never made the playoffs when they played at ASU. Who that doesn't mean anything. The team get the team changes. The team gets better. Players get swapped in and out. It has oh, nothing bro. to do with the stadium. The, they're able to attract oh God, that's better like players. That Lambeau dude, Field is the dude, reason why the Packers have won me. so many Super Bowls. Oh Bro, my God, dude. They, they're they able to attract more free, like better free agents with better facilities. It, there's a track record, dude. Like, look at what the Cardinals did. The Suns fucking upgraded, poured millions of dollars into their stadium, upgraded, are able to attract better free agents, and now making the playoffs every year. There's a fucking track record. I listen to it's fucking sports players. radio every fucking morning. So do I. I watch it's the players. It's, it has nothing to do with why the would a player? Why would a games. player? Why would a player, a good free agent, want to come to the Cardinals when they're playing at ASU Stadium? It also has to do with the location. Shit. Training facilities were of shit. The team. It also has to do with the location of the team. People want to come here because, you know, in the wintertime, it's still warm here. That's why people don't want to go to Green Bay because there's nothing there. Dude, there's we nothing couldn't to do. get anybody. We That's why people get... want to go to Miami. That's why people want to go, you know, to New York. <laughs> it's just... Oh my god. All right, we're moving on. We're done. We're done. All right. 20 minutes on hockey. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hockey. All right. Darth Lopez, the Cubs always sell. Yes, because Wrigley Field is fucking legendary, man. And <laughs> Matt's argument is dirty dancing. Lance's argument is dirty dancing Havana Knights. Enough said. <laughs> Lance is right over there feverishly looking for an article to try and prove himself right. 
Uh, I don't really care. I'm just saying if the coyote, I don't think the, the coyotes being in the East Valley is going to change anything until they start winning, until they start getting rid of, stop getting rid of players and stop getting rid of players for draft picks that aren't turning into anything. No matter where they play, it's not going to make a difference. Yep. Because people here just aren't that big into hockey. Nope, you need a winning team. Exactly. Need to start the history, but we had we, fuck. We even had Wayne Gretzky as a player coach. We had Wayne Gretzky, Jackie Moonen, and up over here. We sucked when Wayne Gretzky was here. He was an awful coach. <laughs> awful. He was a player coach. He Damn, he was like Jackie too. Moon. Whoa, you don't call the great one an awful player. Lemieux was the best. Shit. Yamir Yager, son. That's right. Both of those guys, the tandem, the mullet tandem. Of the 90s. So but. what's what's our... Are we talking about Mario today? Someone just said they saw Mario. They're no, we're not seeing it Tuesday. I haven't seen Mario yet. Derp okay. Entertainment. So it's a me, a Mario. Oh, all right, let's get into the geek news here. Is that louder than normal, or is my shit just, like, cranked way up? It was quite loud, but it didn't deafen me yet. <laughs> the Mew literally means the best. It's very true. All right. Very true. Great man. Starting off our geek news. In a recent interview with Comic Book, uh, Grillo confirmed he's working D- with DC, citing his uh, disappointing experience as... Brock Rumlow, a.k.a. Crossbones, is part of his reasoning for joining the studio. I think Crossbones serves as a uh, serves a purpose, but I think it's interesting th- uh, thing is that if you see how many people around the world have responded to Crossbones, and again, he's, one sc- uh, he's on the screen for a very fucking short amount of time, I think there's more there. I think there was more meat on the bone. I was disappointed, in, in why, and which is why I went to D.C., who cares about Crossbones? <laughs> I don't. Nobody. I didn't even know that's who he was, and I never checked the credits. I just figured he can was. Can you a... tell that that's my hand? No, I can't <laughs> no. tell that's your hand. That's my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Strategically pointed at Matt's face. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really on my screen. It's kind of more like in the middle of you and JP. Yeah, that's kind of that's fucked up, Lance. What I ever do to you? Can giving JP the finger. Yeah, no, I don't fucking care about crossbones. I don't think anybody cares about crossbones. He wants. It sounds more like that uh, a Jared Leto like. Oh well, I could have done so much more with the Joker if they would have let me. Or my performance as the Joker was so great; it's just all on the cutting room floor. But here's the difference between that. The Joker, we actually want to see new stories about the Joker. Who the fuck cares about Crossbones? Right. Jones Doolin says, wow, an actor is mad that they mid-roll in a cash machine and go and got rode out. Yep. I think Marvel's smart. I'm- like, Marvel, it took them however many years to make a Black Widow movie, which wasn't good. I know it's a bad argument, but it took them however many years to make a Black Widow movie. 
and nobody even cared about that. So why the fuck would they care about Crossbones? Well, they brought him back in for Endgame. So the fact that his character even made it into the biggest movie of, of all time or one of the biggest Marvel movies of all time uh, says something. I mean, yeah, be happy about that. Move get on. Punked, to get punked in Endgame. Well, it's, he's still back into it. I'm just saying it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah, a I, useless character. They wouldn't have brought him back into it, but they brought a lot of guys. A lot of people made cameos back in it just to finish out the, the arc. So I thought, you know, if he wasn't a meaningful character, they wouldn't have done it. So the fact move of on the matter, to DC. Yeah, we'll see what happens. The fact of the matter is I just don't think he's that charismatic of a guy. So, like he's a background character he's a background actor like what movies has he led that that have done well he's not an a-list actor he, he so he himself is not even that like drawing i guess like i i don't know the word i'm looking for he's not i don't know whatever i couldn't even tell you what movie he's done he's led he did one movie i didn't know who the heck he was he didn't look like he did from the Endgame movie. He had long hair. It was some type of um, assassin movie. And they said Grillo. I was like, who did, am I supposed to know this guy, Grillo? And he kept saying his, like he, he it meant something. Boss level? His, what is it? Boss level? Is that what you're talking about? Could be. I, I don't know. Some assassin movie and looked pretty good, but I, I, I never saw it. But, you know, they made it sound like he was headlining it and. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying that he's not like that uh, gravitating as a. Like when you, you put role, him you know? in a boat against fucking like Ryan Reynolds or something like that, people are going to go see Ryan Reynolds movies. Like no one's going lining up seeing Frank Grillo movies. Well, Most I of mean, his it, movies it, are on Netflix. It, maybe the role, maybe it's not the right role, but I'm just saying it. That's the way they, they, they did a lot of people dirty in Marvel. It's, you know, to bitch about it after the fact. I mean, there's if anyone's seen the most recent star wars movie a lot of a-list actors made their face into it, an a-list music people made their face into it so i mean to be part of that you know part of that world is pretty that universe is pretty good one way or the other i think someone should be happy they're part of it and then use it to get themselves to the next level and and maybe dc is it for him yeah i agree i i just kind of look at them the same way I kind of view Anthony Mackie, like I don't really fucking care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Anthony Mackie's done things that I like, and Frank Grillo's done some things that I like. I hear Cop Shop is a good movie with him in it. And that might be the one you're talking about, Cop Shop. Yeah. But he's just no one's lining up to see Frank Grillo movies. I mean, I'm looking at his I've seen a lot of the movies he's been in, but I don't even remember him being in them. Like I know he was in the purge. The 2013 I purge. I haven't watched any of the purges. Um, I totally forgot he's in Warrior. I know he's in Captain America, Civil War, and Winter Soldier. Um, I had for, forgot he was in The Gray with Liam Neeson. I love the movie End of Watch. Oh, that's the one with uh, Hall, right? Yeah. Hall and uh dude from Ant-Man. What's his name? Yeah. Um... Which Michael, can I say that's what uh, I think is Michael Pena. 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 I think that's what's missing from Quantum Mania. No Michael Pena. That was a big miss. It's like, so I was talking to my cousin, right? As Luis. 
All right, so what do we... <clears throat> I think Grillo, he'll be DC somewhere and maybe reprises. Yeah, they're just going to... They're just going to make him the crossbones of dc who what character would that be i wouldn't be surprised no if he was uh slade wilson he was death now there you have joe manganello uh they're saying that he's he's uh oh it doesn't say it in this thing but he's joining creature commandos oh is he creature commandos i thought was a animated series let me let me look up the article that we that we pulled this from because is he voicing somebody then I guess I don't know, but Creature Commando like isn't animation also supposed to be part of the universe too? So yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, could do dual. It's all connected, and yeah, people who voice—they didn't say people who voice in the cartoons are going to play that character in live action too. But I just know Creature Commandos was. Um, I figured it'd be Joe Slade Man. Wilson, but I think Joe Manganiello would be better. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I thought that was a good casting, but whatever. He looked awesome. They fucked all that up. Uh, this article, let me just we pulled this from MSN. Yeah, and he's he's rumored role in the upcoming Creature Commandos. That's what it says. Hmm. So cool. So you're bitching about playing Crossbones and bragging about going to leave DC to do voiceover work? Nice. I, I think it's going to be dual, though. I think it. you're going to get voiceover and, which I don't understand, but I, animation, I guess, is cheaper to make. So takes longer, though. The takeover for Manu takes Manu longer. Be the new Slade Wilson. But I, I don't think you pay. Do you pay? I wonder do performers get paid as much to do animated movies as they do live action? I don't know. Ask Chris Pratt. There's a reason he decided to go be Mario. Mario. <laughs> John Bernthal. Poor, poor man's John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. I'd much rather see a John Bernthal movie. That guy's awesome. But John yeah. Bernthal has something about him that kind of... It's charisma is what I'm saying. Frank Grillo, Grillo lacks the charm, charisma that, as Rohan would say. Yeah, charm. charm. But uh, I'm lacking that, apparently. I've known that from like day one. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. God All right, what's next? Ginzer. <laughs> Harry Potter. Bean. <laughs> a new Harry Potter HBO Max series is in development, but rather than continue the story or focus on an entirely different set of characters, the show will serve as a full reboot of the popular movies. Though nothing has been officially announced, the project is expected to readapt the source novels with each season uh, dictated to one of the seven books. Though author J.K. Rowling will most likely not be involved as the showrunner, she will be on hand to ensure it remains loyal to her original material. Why? Why do we need to retell the Harry Potter stuff? It just feels like I was watching a TikTok where somebody was talking about this. And she goes, well, you know, it was 20 years ago that that the first one came out. And I'm like, that still doesn't feel like enough time has passed like they've talked about remaking back to the future and that doesn't feel like there's enough time has passed they've talked about i don't know it's just fucking they remade stupid. ghostbusters and that didn't work i loved it well wait hold uh, on wait, the girl one the did not work female one or yeah the, the about... reboot did not work the sequel or the that third was, movie i guess worked that was paul that was paul feig and paul feig didn't understand the source material so when Paul Rudd was in the show, that made a difference. So 
if you expanded upon the Harry Potter, I don't, I never cared for Harry Potter, Harry Potter, but expand upon the universe as opposed to retelling it. I, I never thought a movie when they well, retell, like Total Recall, wasn't that good when they redid it. I mean, any movie that you know, Point Break was when they remade it was that as good as the first one? They never are. Fuck no, it was trash. The last so movie why- I can think of that was remade that was, I think. Better if or if that was as good, if not better than the original, is True Grit. The True Grit with um, well, Star is Born was a huge success. That one's good too. Yes, that one's good too. But True Grit but, with um, got Liam, not, not Liam Neeson, but goddamn why Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Um, but that was Cohen Brothers, right? Cohen Brothers did that movie. Well, what was the difference in time between the two movies? Because a Star oh, is Born was time. what. Well, the, I mean, time. the original was uh, fucking John Wayne as Rooster Cogburn. There's so, one. You, uh, we have that true Grit original movie came out in 1969. Okay, so you have what? 40 years? 2010. Roughly? 2010 for the remake. So, what is that? 40 years? Yeah. When you have a whole new generation, I think you can make remake a movie. When Red Dawn, they remade that one. That was Trash. stupid. The first one was awesome. I mean, well, I mean, you had the Parent Trap, which the the new one did pretty well with Lindsay Lohan, and I don't think that much time passed between those two. So sometimes it works, but it just when it's something as it beloved the as the this. Well, the yeah. original Parent Trap was 1961. The remake was 1998. Yeah. So you you have there's just certain things that I mean, I don't know. Harry Potter is beloved by many people. I, now I, I have seen I have it's awesome. Yeah, they're not gonna make it that. with Mr. Bean, are they? Uh did you also notice I stole stole the reboot logo from yeah. Jay and Silent Bob? Yeah. Uh what was I saying? <laughs> um, the one thing I have heard is that fans of the books that were not fans of the movies are excited about this because in the movies, apparently they leave a bunch of shit out and this gives them the opportunity to really like focus on a solid book adaptation. If it's one season per book, that gives you a chance to get into some of these other story modes. I'm not excited about it. I I, re, I re, truly think that it's going to be, you know, kind of wokeized, I guess. And this is this, a. This is what I think of when I hear when I think of a Harry Potter reboot. There he is beating that dead horse. <laughs> well, it, it, my thing is like they they came out with a Fantastic Beast that. They didn't even adapt all those. Like th- that failed miserably. Well, and it helps. Didn't one of the stars get caught up in a lot of the stars in that movie got caught up in fucking the Me Too stuff. So and then the, the yeah Ezra Miller Johnny Depp they're all caught up in all of that. And then the last one that they put out bombed. So they were like, all right, we're done here. Well, Ezra Miller was he even in the second one? Because I thought he dies in the first one. Johnny Depp's not in the second one. Yeah, and it just bombed. They bombed. Like the last one did terrible at the box office. So they didn't, they're not going to keep going. Yeah, I just, I don't know. 
what basically know, they saw how good Hogwarts Legacy did, and now they're trying to cash in on that because Hogwarts Legacy just made them. Yeah, but I mean that's different. Like to play the game to put yourself in the role is one thing. To to retell the books is another. I don't know. Let us know in the comment section below what you think of the Harry Potter reboot. Are you excited for it? Not excited for it? Will you watch it, or are you going to be remain a original movie loyalist? Moving on, we had Star Wars Celebration today, and we got a lot of news from Star Wars Celebration. Our first up was the announcement in a trailer for Star Wars Acolyte that was shown, which that's a sweet-ass picture, by the way, for disassemble. Or, or I'm pretty sure it's a fan. I'm Still pretty sure it's a fan. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. Not a lot of them were cool. <laughs> this is the only one that I could find that was cool. I have no idea what this is about. Yeah, so um, per Variety, the footage was unveiled as part of the Star Wars Celebration 2023. It was shown exclusively to the in attendance audience. The description provided uh, emphasizes the acolytes, battle scenes, and the na uh, nature of power. The footage includes shots of a Jedi temple, Carrie Ann Moss, and a fight with Amidala Steinberg that recalled the former Matrix performance, a golden lightsaber, and a pivotal shot at the end with a group of Jedis lighting up their lightsabers in unison. Uh, reads the provided rundown. This is about power and who's allowed to use it. Is the accompanying quote. So, look so for what's it about. So, Star Wars Acolyte is going to be set towards the in the High Republic era. So, if you're reading like the current Star Wars High Republic stuff, the stuff the High Republic stuff from Marvel and IDW, um, it's probably going to cut touch a lot on that. High Republic is pre, pre, um, pre. Yeah, pre Skywalker, like two thousand years before something. Yeah, something like that. Is that and so now, than the old Republic, like Knights yes. of the Old Republic, it's different, yes. right? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, not much. Uh, Will Carrie Ann Moss be wearing the uh, leather suit again for Matrix? Joe Doolin says, "I have faith in Headland as the showrunner. I like her work on Russian Doll." Yeah, I wish we could have seen it, um, the the actual footage from it. But like you said, it was all in attendance stuff, so Probably we don't know much more soon. about stuff from the acolyte. And I think it comes out. I want to say it came out. Did they release an announcement? Uh, put an announcement for a release date on it. I can't remember. No, this is a movie, right? No, this is a Disney Plus show. I think. Yeah, it's Disney Plus. I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to figure out when it comes out. I want to say I thought it was later this year. It just says 2024. Oh, okay, so next year. Okay. Yeah, filming began in October 2022. Let us know in the comment section below if you like, if you're excited by the acolyte and what your um, theories on what the show will be about. Do you think maybe Dark they'll release a trailer on May 4th? Uh maybe. Yeah, it's a good possibility. Yeah. We got another piece of Star Wars news on the on the next slide. Yeah, moving on to damn that dro droid is thick. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> Break the internet with Force Awakens. Yes. Also announced a Star Wars celebration this morning. Um, a trio of movies will span a time period of five thousand years, stretching across multiple eras of the galaxy far, far away. Uh, while details are still slim on these. Uh, is already titled Dawn of the Jedi and will be directed by... Hold on. 
While details are still slim, one of these is already titled Dawn of the Jedi and will be directed by James Mangold. Uh, while a specific release date has yet to be revealed, Lucasfilms confirmed that it was aiming for a December 2025 release date. As for the others in development projects, uh, Dave Filoni's Star Wars movie will act as a, climac- a climactic event that will serve as a major crossover for The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. The third movie will be helmed by Shareem Abdib Chanoi. I butchered the shit out of that. I apologize. <laughs> we'll follow Ray once again, playing by Disney Daisy Ridley, as she attempts to establish a new Jedi Order. The okay. <laughs> so I thought we were not going to do like Skywalker movies anymore. Like, why are they doing a Daisy Ridley movie? Because she's awesome. Essentially, they're fucking remaking. They're gonna remake the Last Jedi again. Like, <laughs> that's essentially what it was. Because in the Last Jedi, you, ah, oh, dude. Okay, whatever. I'm excited for that. Like, we'll see what they do with the Daisy Daisy Ridley stuff. Um, the best. The James Mangold the stuff is interesting because it's supposed to be set like way before the original movies and the Skywalker stuff, and it's supposed to be like he's calling it like a biblical epic. Like it's before. Way before it predates anything Star Wars, even the New Republic stuff. So it's supposed to be the beginning of the Jedi or something, right? Yeah, it's like the beginning of the Force, even. Or what I will say is the fact that it's James Mangold gives me a little bit of hope that it won't just be a Return of the Jedi ripoff. Do you have a new hope for that? <laughs> I didn't even catch that when I said it. Dun <laughs> JP will be here all night, folks. All night. It's what did what did James Mangold <laughs> just do? Uh, well, he's doing uh, Indiana Jones. It's coming up. He did Wolverine, or yeah, Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he did Four V Ferrari, right? Oh, that was a good movie. I just saw that. It was a good movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he didn't walk Indiana the line. Like, it, oh, he produced Ford V Ferrari. Sorry. I just well put it that. this way for that type of a storyline the the mandalorian did so well because it was just wasn't related it was related but it wasn't and that's 310 why to yuma 310 to yuma so that's a great movie you take something so far in the in the past that you have no, no bearing on those on jar jar binks i think you can do if you do it well i think it can it can be a good i think it'll be a good a good movie just He's, because uh, they have nothing to have to worry about so he did direct Ford versus Ferrari. He re- he directed and produced it. Oh, I just saw the producer credit. I I just now see the director credit. And then he's working on he's directing the Swamp Thing movie. He's writing and directing the Swamp Thing movie for uh, James Gunn's DC Universe. Well, Adrian Barbu be in that movie? Swamp I do not Thing. know. But he's a good director, man. I mean, if you look at his track record, I mean, A Girl Interrupted, Copland. Uh, Walk the Line, 310 Yuma, uh, Logan, Ford v. Ferrari. Like, those are some really good. Kate and Leopold. Is that the one where it's Hugh Jackman? He goes back in time? Uh, or he goes yes. forward in time? Yes. He's like a. He's like With a him and Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Anna loves that movie. I can. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> she loves it. But whatever but uh the fact of the matter is that 
he usually writes his movies as well, right? Um, yeah. So there's only one, two, three, four movies he's done that he didn't write. He did not write Identity. He did not write 310 to Yuma. He did not write The Wolverine. Um, he did not write Ford vs. Ferrari. But I know Girl Interrupted is like pretty a pretty celebrated movie. Logan is one of the favorite one of yeah. my favorite comic book so movies ever. Adapted. The only movies he's done that were nominated for Academy Awards are um Logan was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay and Ford vs. Ferrari was nominated for um, Best Picture. Ford v. Ferrari, Ford v. Ferrari is surprisingly good. <laughs> it is. I watch it every time it's on like HBO or something and I see it, I'll, I'll watch it. I remember when it was announced, I said, this shit is stupid. Now it makes me want to go see the Michael Jordan shoe movie. Oh, dude, I'm hearing that's great. I've heard a lot of good <laughs> yeah. reviews about it. But when I saw the trailer, I said, well, who the fuck decided to make this movie? <laughs> well, like, look at Tetris, dude. Like, the, Tetris was great. It was. Like, who who would have thought that a fucking movie based on the Tetris video? When you first hear that, you're like, how do you do that? Like, it's so stupid. Like, it's just a bunch of blocks that you what? try to you fit together. It's so good. Apple That's TV. on Apple TV, dude. Watch it. I had no idea there was so much shit that went down in the pursuit of that game. Like with Rush, like KGB and fucking the Giselle Maxwell's father. You know, you know who is it? Giselle Maxwell. You know who I'm talking about, right? Well, yeah, it was like a conflict of like that's Epstein's going on girlfriend. during the fucking uh, Cold really? War. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. And Taron Edgerton, who who doesn't like Taron Edgerton? He's gonna be Wolverine. He probably is, but. He's still saying, saying he has like, not talked to Marvel, and I think that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Tetris was a, a very uh, under-the-radar good movie, man. Yeah, and they just announced... Uh, I should have put that in here, actually. Apple TV's coming out with a comedy with Jonah Hill and Keanu Reeves. Jonah Hill's writing and directing it, and it's starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Interesting. Are they going to CGI a kiss with him and in Keanu? <laughs> I have no idea. So that's a no weird. Idea. It's an odd couple. Yeah. A very odd couple. Well, it's the dude, it's the decade of Keanu, dude. Like if you think back, like the last the real renaissance man. Yeah, the last few years like he's had a resurgence in his career. Well, think about him and um Brendan Fraser. Both had a resurgence big in the 90s, came back now pretty good brendan frazier's is just starting i think right i agree yeah with the whale it's kind of on that slope i haven't heard of him like being cast in anything else well he was firefly in the canceled batgirl movie yeah i don't think it matters if he gets cast in anything else i think the fact that he also won the award right for that movie i mean that's a huge accomplishment for somebody who was out oh, of yeah yeah but reasons, when you talk so about a resurgence like it's gonna be him like keanu reeves like he's in a movie and you and it's gonna do well like that's yeah. just brendan fraser needs to get to that point to really but call think, it a resurgence someone was talking about bringing back um can't wait for schwarzenegger as mr freeze in the upcoming batman uh matt reese batman movie and uh i was just yeah, thinking, age. <laughs> i was thinking at some point 
just like they say in Batman, either you live long enough to become the villain or you die the, the good guy. Like I, I probably butchered that root, that uh, quote, but essentially Schwarzenegger doesn't have the draw anymore. Right. So Keanu has it again, but it won't last. I mean, it just, that's the way life is. So eventually at some point you, you go out on top and maybe Frazier, if he's out and that's his last movie, he went out on top, you know, it, and Keanu. I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. He's got four yeah. movies coming out. Well, actually, it doesn't mean they'll do. I, I hope they do good. I like Ooh, Keanu. Keanu? He's a great, great. No, I'm talking about Brenda Frazier. Oh, okay. Well, then one of those one of those four movies is listed as Batgirl is up. Jerome Bettis <laughs> left after the Super Bowl. Ray Lewis did. Tom Brady should have left after his last Super Bowl. <laughs> like, no reason to keep playing, man. Just take the win and go. One of the movies he has apparently coming out this year, Killers of the Flower Moon is directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and him. Is that a sequel to Vanilla Sky? What kind of a fucking title is that? Killers of a Flower <laughs> of the Flower Moon. What the hell? Jesse Plemons, John Lithgow. Like this is a pretty awesome it, cast, actually. It's I would have a I I have a sneaking suspicion. I wonder if it's like about a dude who like kills young women or something. I'm gonna be a dude who plays on a dude. <laughs> Member of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major I'm FBI a investigation involving Jed, J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, way off. So it sounds super, super ridiculous. But uh, yes, I I agree with Lance. I think the renaissance of Brendan Fazier is just starting. Like They're calling it a renaissance. <laughs> like there's a name for it. The Brennesons. I've seen oh, it on nice. several articles. Nice. I hope yeah. it does. I, I thought I enjoyed him in the nineties and Encino Man and um what was the school ties and um the mummy. So I'm I'm glad he's he's making a comeback. I hope you didn't like bedazzled? Uh for Elizabeth Hurley, yes. For <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Monkey no. Bone. I don't even Monkey Bone was awesome. I, uh Blast from the Past was great. I like that movie. And in fact, like I, Airheads, I, man, like his all-time. Oh, Airheads movies. is oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But Airheads is like one of his first movies, right? Yeah, I guess at the beginning of because that's Man, older than Encino Man. It's no, no, it's not. Encino Man came first, so it, he did Children of the Darkness in '91, Dogfight '91, Encino Man was '92, Son-in-Law. Apparently, he was in Son-in-Law, uncredited in '93, and then he was in. Um, Airheads in '94, and then in Army Now in '94. He's in like every Polly Shore movie. <laughs> he was always yeah. in there with the weasel. The weasel sipping the juice. And then in Georgia, the Jungle was '97. Gods and Monsters '99. Dudley Do Right '99. Bedazzled was 2000. Monkey Bone was 2001. His his career kind of goes in a lull after the third mummy movie i think he was in apparently i forgot he was in looney tunes back in action yeah that movie was shit that was bad yeah he was in gi joe rise of the coat like if you look at look at his like movies from like 2008 on like furry vengeance gi joe fucking let me see. Pawn Shop Chronicles. I don't know. 
Like they say he left Hollywood, but I mean, from looking at his IMDb, he's doing stuff straight on. Like, when did no, he yeah, he leave? never stopped. <laughs> he never stopped, but he wasn't like a lot of the large studios weren't hiring him because uh, there's a he said that the, the the president of the Screen Actors Guild or something like that, like like sexually assaulted him. Yeah. So he was kind of blacklisted. So he was still doing some stuff, but they're small. They're small he little got, things. It does the gorilla treatment. That was a problem. He was treated. Yeah, like a lot of these are like a, straight, like straight to video. You know, the kind of that you see at Blockbuster, straight to video, like no theatrical. What's Blockbuster? <laughs> it is this place in a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away where you used to go. And pay people physical money to read DVDs for a certain amount of time. It's like DVD a rent video VHS. VHS, VHS is yeah. what I rented from that place. Okay, rent VHS. Did for you guys a ever go to the time? Section? And then if you did not re- rewind it when you returned it, you get charge an additional fee. Two bucks. Two bucks. Did you ever go to the section Wild Action at Blockbuster? I didn't go no. to Blockbuster. I was a frequenter of Family Video. Oh, we went to Blockbuster. And... We had Hollywood Video. Oh yeah, we, we had that Starflix. We had that. I... That sounds like a that sounds like a strip club. I it thought was, it was they too. Had porn in the back. They had porn did, in the back. Did Pee Wee Herman get arrested at Starflix? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember when I joined Starflix, the guy was telling me how much the movies were, and he said the new releases are two ninety nine. The uh, old really old movies are ninety nine cents, and the pornographic movies or whatever the adult movies were four. And he didn't even finish saying how much they were, and I was like, I was back there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I didn't know you had those in here. So yeah, come tell you can eat wing wing Fridays at Starflex in Hollywood Video. Uh, they didn't have the adult section, did they? They had Wild Action. That was what it was called. Because I was it like every... was it behind a curtain? It was like, Andy Sidaris movies. You know Andy Sidaris? I don't think they and, had uh, that out here, Russ dude. Russ Meyer. Maybe they had the at the ones you're like out by you, but I don't think they had those out here at the at Blockbuster in Hollywood. At Family Video, they always had a, a section yeah. that either had beads, yeah, block off the porn section, or it had like the swinging like western. They, they weren't porn; they were just R-rated Sidaris. movies. They were Andy Sidaris and Russ Meyer movies, and. My buddy, we all went in there the one day, and he was like, "We well, need to find a movie that has naked chicks and guns." And the guy was like, "Wild action!" And we're like, "All right, <laughs> walk, yeah." Walk they might have had stuff. that, but the, like, like I remember the family video was was it family video, Matt? Suncoast video, yeah. Suncoast was in the mall. I remember Suncoast. They had they had adult videos in the back. Suncoast is essentially like hot topic, but for movies. Like I remember they had a bunch of like movie memorabilia and stuff in there too. Well, they were like FYE before FYE, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which FYE? I don't even know how it's still around. <laughs> they closed I just most didn't of them yesterday. <laughs> were you? I think yeah. there's only one. There used to be a ton here, and I think there's only one at Arizona Mills now. I just think it's a it's a perspective thing. Like they want you to, the industry wants you to forget about physical media and go to digital, but a lot of people still crave physical media. I was looking for a uh, Blu-ray of Dogma at Fye. Yeah, Good luck. But you're not gonna find that. I know. Yeah. I was just telling my son. I said, if you ever find a Blu-ray Dogma, get it. 
There's three stores now in Arizona of FYE, and there used to be a shit ton. I can think of at least five that have closed down. But all right, what's what's next? Moving on here. Uh, Jack Black recently spoke with the BBC about his appearance in the Super Mario Brothers movie and the video game uh, adaptations in general. He discussed uh, the success of HBO's The Last of Us, stated that the iconic game series Red Dead Redemption deserves its own high-end adaptation. Maybe there's going to be a Red Dead Redemption movie. There should be, stated Black, before claiming that the Rockstar Studio game has a just as good, if not even better, storyline than The Last of Us. And I saw a comment in the chat earlier um, from Sprocket45 who said, like, what does the title of the stream mean? So the title of the stream means exactly this, is with the success of Super Mario. Well, we'll, we'll get on to out. that. Well, we'll get into that. Hold on. Because there's other movies, video game movies coming out too. I'm gonna, we'll come back to this one real quick. So we'll incorporate this. Street Fighter, it's been announced that a legendary entertainment has uh, secured an exclusive license to live action film and television rights for the iconic Cap- Cop- Cam- Capcom video game franchise, Street Fighter. So this brings us to the main topic of the show here is are video game movies set to blow up and finally release the stranglehold that comic book movies have over the industry? So what I mean by that is if you go to the movie theater in a year, you see, what, four Marvel movies, however many DC movies, if they don't keep pushing them, and whatever, like, off-the-wall Disney Plus shows that come out or, you know, um, like the bo- or the shows on other streaming networks like HBO Max or The Boys. Like, are we seeing the video game renaissance as far as adaptations go? Because before it used to be a joke where video game adaptations were always looked at as a joke. Like they're going to be terrible. If you look something like the original Mortal Kombat, um, the original Street Fighter movie, (laughs) you know, there's so many more like the Resident Evil franchise, um, so on and so forth. Just there's so many video game adaptations. The original Super Mario Brothers movie. But Which now Seth Rogen just it, came out and said is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, I agree with him. But now you look at it, and it's like, okay, you have the success of Sonic 1 and 2, both massive movies. Super Mario is just coming out. And that's, fan-wise, I saw they were set to make like $101 billion opening weekend. A hundred one billion dollars. I don't know if that's right, but they were supposed to hit some <laughs> astronomical number. I guarantee they're not making a hundred and one billion dollars. No, probably not. That's yeah. That's everybody would have to see that. the movie a hundred times. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, uh, it all started with Sonic. Would you say like Sonic kind of started the resurgence? And Sonic actually did us the benefit. They released the trailer. We all said he looks so awful. We're not going to see this movie. Fixed them. So they so they realized that oh these video game things actually matter to the people that love them like let's try to make something that's faithful to it. Oh sorry, one hundred and twenty-seven point five million over its five-day opening weekend. So I just spent a hundred dollars on freaking tickets. I'm taking my whole family and my sister's whole family. We got a whole row. 
blocked off in the movie theater for Tuesday afternoon. Jesus. Yeah. Because all the kids want to see it. So you're going, wait, you're going on a Tuesday to afternoon? 195 yeah, million. I took the day off work. Oh, I'm going to say, because maybe you could go to a, a penguin or a, a hockey game, you know, I so you can help. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my daughter, who doesn't seem to like anything that I like, wants to see this movie. So it's kind of fucking weird. I have no desire to see it. I, I probably will see it, but I just saw Top Gun today. So it may take me a year to see Mario. Even though I love playing the games, I just, you know. it's Joe's doing says Sonic and Mario appeal to the kids as well as nostalgic adults. Most kids' movies suck eggs lately. It's a gap that needs to be filled. Um, it's a good point. You have to be able to draw them all in, you know. Speaking they, of they a gap. I liked Turning build. Red. I liked it. Um, Strange World wasn't that good. I can't think of really... What about Resident Evil? I didn't think that was great. It was good, but not great. It's just well, Resident Evil, like it didn't make the money. I don't think that Sonic did, but it made but, enough to like keep justifying. Well, how many of those movies did they make? Like seven of them. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't they weren't good. They were just like good enough. Well, think yeah. about something. You had Superman in the seventies that you know, made a name for superhero movies and you don't have much of anything else until Batman Marvel and really never had a good movie till 2000s Spider-Man. And then that had a little res- Renaissance and then that sort of went away until Iron Man came out. So, you know, be- didn't X-Men the T- come out before Spider-Man. Spider-Man was 2000 about everything. They were the same time, but well, I said Spider-Man was 2003, wasn't it? No, it was 2000. It was right before, right after September 11th. It was 2001. Well, you're right. Cause it was, oh, they were uh, right. They had to change the trailer. Do you guys remember right, that right. original trailer? No, Spider Man. The original Spider Man was twenty twenty two or t- not twenty twenty two, two thousand and two. Yeah, it came out right after the towers, and then I think it I got think delayed. Directly, yeah, but what I'm saying is that if X Men came really out two thousand, so you finally had that renaissance at that time, and then it took a few more years. I mean, even though they're making movies, there weren't really any good movies until in my opinion, Iron Man, and then that set the Marvel Universe. So this Mario movie doesn't have to make as much as Avatar, but if it sets the tone for what you're saying here, that these video game movies will start to become cash cows, then that's the start. That's okay, because they'll they'll get better from here. Just like Iron Man, I think that's still one of the best Marvel movies, and maybe Mario will be that, but it's if it sets the tone, because, I mean, what... Sonic, what else did you have? Resident Evil wasn't that great. Uh, Doom wasn't that good. Um, yeah, there had a lot of flops that came about. So I'm talking yeah, around about- that around that time, like Sonic kind of started this upward trajectory. Uh, because Assassin's Creed came out before Sonic, right, Matt? Yes. Which was was shit on, but they changed the source material quite a bit. But Sonic came out, and it's kind of been an upward trajectory since then. I I I mean, what's come out since Sonic's come out as far as video Last game adaptation? Last of well, Us, Sonic. 2, that's what I'm saying. Mario. So, are we in an age of a of a video game adaptation renaissance? Because they knocked it out of the park with the two Sonic movies. They're on track to do it again with Mario. The Last of Us is an amazing movie. Or broke the amazing broke show. The, broke records for HBO Max, I think. Yeah. So they're already announcing a God of War adaptation is coming. They announced that a um. Um, 
I can think of the main character's name, but I can't think of the name of the game. Last Ronin. No, 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 no. Um, did announce Last Ronin. It's a PlayStation game. The main character's name is Alloy. Or Aloy. Oh, uh, Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn. Thank you. Horizon Zero Dawn show is coming. Um, They're going to give you more Super Mario movies. So it's just kind of like with all the Borderlands. Borderlands is coming. Yep. So there's so many video game movies. Like, holy shit! I'm I'm looking up a list right now of everything that's announced. Five Nights at Freddy's, Borderlands, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog three, Minecraft, Crossfire. I don't know what this one is, so I won't. Days Gone, you know, Death Stranding, Dead by Daylight, Duke Nukem, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Jack Jack and Daxter, Untitled Just Dance film. Metal Gear Solid, That'd Mortal Kombat awesome. 2, Pac-Man film, Rabbids, Return to Silent Hill, Saints Row, What uh, about Space Invader, Street Fighter, Streets of Rage, Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell, and Yakuza. That's what the list says here. Dead by Daylight, yeah. Portal. Portal's on here, too. So, and not to mention, you had Halo, the Halo show on Paramount Plus. So, which, yeah, which I wanted to see that so bad, I just didn't. Which, um, Halo didn't do that well, but if you remember, they deviated from the source material a lot. Like, I don't think Halo, Halo didn't have anywhere near the success that The Last of Us had. Now, mind you, it's on a smaller streaming platform. Like, wasn't that Paramount? Yeah, uh, yeah, but if you yes. have the audience, they'll go see it. That's the thing. It's, they just, it, it, um, I, I wanted to watch it when it came out, and then I heard bad reviews, and then never got around to it. So, um, Halo's it, it one of the best selling game franchises of all time. So, like, the audience is there, but people right. they went and saw it, and Master Chief speaks, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, you, you can't even watch that movie for ten minutes and be like, "Oh, they changed everything." Or show, excuse me. But to go back to Jack Black's point, and now that you know, I'm I'm fully on board with what he's saying as far as Red Dead Redemption goes. Because if you adapt Red Dead Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption Two, you have a plethora of of stuff content for a long time. I think it's Rockstar. <clears throat> I think that is the roadblock. I don't Rockstar. Like if you look at all these movies that I named off, not a is that also single... your hand holding a hammer? No, no, that's a picture I pulled oh. off Google. Uh, not a single one of these movies is a rock star property. Well, they, they did 2K, try. Hey, Sega, Sony, uh, Square Enix, Ubisoft, Konami. Warner Brothers, Bandai Namco, uh, Capcom. That's another one. The the Castlevania series on Netflix, like right off the video game, like that's wildly popular too. So, I mean, do we see a world where all these movies come, or you know, video game movies are starting to be uh, made into adaptations and are 
on par with superhero movies and even it out depends. producing them. It depends because I still think it's new enough to where if one of these studios takes a wrong turn, that it could reset the clock, right? Because Resident Evil, like, like we said, it was good enough, right? Resident Evil could have been that linchpin, but then you followed up Resident Evil with, let's see what comes out after the first Resident Evil. You've got uh, House of the Dead, uh, Doom, Blood Rain, Silent Hill, uh, Hitman, Max Payne. That's the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, Prince of Persia. That's the uh, one with. with uh, well, they made Street Fighter back in the nineties with Van Damme. That didn't. Yes, it, it did. Uh, uh, Prince of Persia with uh, Gyllenhaal, right? Mm-hmm. Need for Speed. That's the one with um, Aaron Paul. Yep. You, none of these movies did well. Assassin's Creed in two thousand sixteen. The new Tomb Raider, which I thought was actually pretty good, but no one went and saw it. No, you can't take Julie out of it and redo it. It's too soon for a redo. You could make the argument that this kind of, like, that Sonic wasn't the linchpin. Pokemon Detective Pikachu made more money than Sonic. That can't, Didn't that come out after Sonic? No, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu no, came out May 10th, 2019. And Sonic the Hedgehog came out in 2020. It made almost what is that? A hundred grand more? Uh, oh no, a hundred million more. I couldn't tell if that was a decimal or a comma when I was reading it. But I mean, like, yeah, 433 had, million to 319 million. Like just in the last couple of years, you've had, you know, like you said, Detective Pikachu. 99 in 2019 sonic 2 or sonic 1 in 2020 then you know warcraft was kind of whatever the new tomb raider wasn't bad that was 2018 the new mortal Kombat reboot um do you know how much rampage made do you see that 2016 for yeah i forgot about rampage uncharted 28 million it made more then is this opening weekend? No, this is worldwide box office. It made more than both Sonic movies and Pokemon. Rampage did. It's because The Rock was in it. Don't don't let Ish hear you say that because <laughs> he'll fucking flip out. Um, uh, I called The Rock a list actor, and he didn't let it go for like six months. <laughs> um. It was all leading up to Black Adam, too. So I had to kind of sit there with my tail between my legs. <laughs> yeah, he ruined both that movie and Shazam. <laughs> but um, even Uncharted did well. Well, they're making a sequel to it, right? They've announced a sequel to Uncharted. Uh, I don't know if they have yet. Well, I just went through the list of stuff that they're I think, someone, I think everyone is assuming that it's coming. I don't know if it's actually been announced yet. Made a lot of money. It did not get a good uh, critic score, though, or Rotten Tomato score. 41%. Uh, Raccoon City, the Resident Evil movie, made 31%. Werewolves Within, I, I haven't even seen this. Had an 86%. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think that it has the potential 
to be big. But if they fuck up Borderlands and Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Minecraft and all these movies, like if they don't do well or they don't get good reviews, you could see it start to see a slide. It's and just it's a lot of like, content. It depends on how much comes out. Just like Marvel has, you know, had too much content, people lose interest. So Far Cry would be another good movie. The Far Cry series, there's some good stories in there, don't you think, Matt? Yeah. But I just think I think Red Dead like uh, the, Red Dead seems Red, prime. It'd be so good. Especially on the kick everyone's on right now with um what is it? Uh Yellowstone and then the prequel to Yellowstone. And now the prequel to the prequel of Yellowstone. Wouldn't that be a just phenomenal if they got Taylor Sheridan to write it? The Red Dead movie? Yeah. Cause that guy gets like westerns, dude. You know you know who Taylor Sheridan is, right, JP? I do not. He he created and wrote Yellowstone and and uh nineteen twenty I can't remember the years, nineteen twenty three or whatever and the other one. Oh, okay. It, he's also done Tulsa King, Mayor Kingstown. All these are on Paramount. Okay, yeah, I've seen Tulsa King with Stallone, right? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I've been meaning to. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh We'll see. We'll see. Let let's see how uh, how some of these new ones do coming up. Yeah, I just think we. I mean, like I said, I feel like we could be seeing the start of the video game adaptation renaissance because, like you said, Sonic was good. Sonic Two, Mario, Mortal. The new Mortal Kombat wasn't bad. It was good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. My kid loved it. So. Love to see once more come out, but I could definitely envision, especially with Red Dead, like what Jack Black was saying. It's so rich. There's so much to, so many toys to play with in that sandbox. It could definitely produce a very good uh, show. And what what I like is that is that this could potentially be another thing to keep us away from doing so many reboots. Cause remember when we went through that reboot stage? Yeah. Everything was getting reboot rebooted. So the more things that they can adapt, the better novels, comics, video games. Like as long as they're not doing a ton of reboots, I think we're all tired of reboots, right? Or yeah, reimagining because Assassin's Creed could have been badass if they wouldn't have went the route they went with it. Oh yeah, Valhalla is one of the fucking most awesome games I've ever played. I wouldn't want to see a Valhalla movie. I would want to see more like Assassin's Creed 2, the Ezio Auditore. Yeah. Uh, Storylines versus like uh, Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood and all those made into movies before Valhalla, but rather see yeah. plenty of contact to use and not not redo old movies. I, I yeah, never do them right. But let us know what you think in the comment section below. Do you think that video games adaptations, if they keep going the way they are with Sonic and Mario, could eventually be the new mainstay and overthrow the stranglehold the com the the comic book movie has on the industry right now? 
You know what as I would think would like... absolutely break the internet <laughs> if they what? did a Smash Brothers movie. Yes, it would. I think that's Smash a cash Brothers. cow. And then get the Sonic that we have from the other movies and bring them in. Dude, even if it's like um a Legend of Zelda movie would do it too. Oh, that'd be awesome. Netflix was supposed to be making a show, weren't they? Um, I think there was rumors and rumblings about it, but it never. Yeah, Legend <sighs> of Zelda would be huge. Excuse me. That seems to be like one property Mario or Mario Nintendo won't let anybody touch. Because it has to be done right. But I, I think if they do it kind of like Lord of the Rings, I think it would fucking no, kill. No, they do it like Dungeons and Dragons. That'd be cool. My opinion. It's not it's not that kind of I would say it's closer to Lord of the Rings than it is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I just don't want to I just never liked Lord of the Rings, so just Oh, I do don't I thing. don't either. I, I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings either, but what I am saying is those that shit made money. It, it did. But JP's like, I don't want to hear that name. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. I don't want to hear that name, Dagnamit. <laughs> They'll get a Michael Jackson of a film company to touch Zelda. What does that mean? He's trying to make a pedophile joke. <laughs> oh. I ignored it for a reason. <laughs> um But yeah, dude. I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm excited to see Mario actually. And I remember when we talked about when they announced it, how pissed I was about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope for John Le- bucks is good. <clears throat> you and John Leguizamo, who still says, "I ah, fuck no, I ain't seen that movie." It, they well, John Leguizamo's inclusion, his his argument is different than what my argument was. <laughs> you think John Leguizamo is like they should have made it diverse? They don't have any Latinos in that movie. Well, Anna Taylor Joy is from Argentina, so he's a fucking idiot for one, and second, there's. Ke- uh, not Jordan Peele. What's the other Keegan? Matt, what's Keegan. his name from Keegan Peele? Keegan from Penn State. Is it Keegan? Yeah. You know he's in it. Like, yeah. There's a yeah, lot Keegan of, Michael Key. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key. There's a lot of people just because there's nobody that's Mexican or Puerto Rican or something like that. Like, I don't know. That guy's just what he's pissed about is that he was. Luigi in the original movie and his movie bombed and this movie's going to do well and that pisses him off because he failed at somebody that somebody else did better and his his movie's been the butt of a joke for 30 years I don't know John Lee but if you ask him life. if you ask him people are still clamoring for it and they're coming up to the convention going man I love the original Super Mario Brothers movie who who says that John Leguizamo. <laughs> he says, every yeah, convention yeah. I go to, they come up to me and say, man, I love the original Super Mario Brothers movie. You need more of that Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know why it sounds like a sassy black person. but <laughs> I will say this. Casting Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo was genius. <laughs> I thought they were both awesome. The rest of that movie sucks balls. <laughs> like they uh, make they, Koopas by like shrinking their heads or whatever. Who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, dude, they need to, they need to fucking make, like, do something with Roger Rabbit. That movie's awesome. I don't need to make that movie again. 
not make it again. But that's the only like they never made a sequel or anything. Roger Rabbit is Leguizamo LARPing as an Italian. They never made another Dick Tracy movie, did they? It was an, one was no. Another. He was trying to get one made just a few years ago. Walt uh, Beatty. Uh, what's his first name? So not Walter. Is it Walter Beatty? No, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Thank you. He 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 wrote one. I remember Nobody's reading it like six movie. years ago or something. He was trying to get this movie made, and the dude like can barely walk. <laughs> Who's clamoring for a Dick Tracy movie? Dick Tracy was awesome. In the in the forties, that's yeah. not what that movie came out. No, it was in the eighties or late nine <laughs> or early nineties, but still, the Dick Tracy's like. I have that movie on Blu-ray. Property. I bet you do. Is it is it rare? No. Oh, okay. I think I got it from like Best Buy or something. <laughs> or, or Blockbuster. <laughs> I liked it at the time. I mean, Madonna was in it. She had a I thought nice it was awesome. Like, I love those gangster movies, dude. And that was kind of like a goofy take on a gangster movie. It was. It was a corny 90s movie. It was similar to Batman Returns. Yeah. That, that type of genre was good. I'm not saying I'm clamoring for a Dick Tracy reboot. I'm just There's saying no reason that. to make a second one is what I'm saying. But I don't know why Warren Beatty feels a need but hey you know these some people get in their head they i mean ryan reynolds wanted to play deadpool and finally got a chance and look where that got him so i just don't think i think warren Beatty's uh past his prime and he's done enough good movies that there's no need for a, a sequel to dick tracy how old is he i just saw 86. christopher lloyd christopher lloyd was in that Oh, we're going to talk about that. That's the next slide. Yeah. Don't get ahead of yourself, buddy. Just saying, but like, you know, it doesn't <laughs> oh, matter how old it is. Some guys can still play. Some guys can still play. So. There you go. <laughs> so Christopher Lloyd was in the new Mando, huh, JP? <laughs> he was. was. He Liz looked like uh, I had Uncle to ask Preston. my wife. I said, is that Lizzo? <laughs> Yeah, I, I figured that one out. Yeah, Chris Lloyd should have been like... Jack Black and Kyle Gass oh, as the king and queen. Oh, yeah. That would have been funny. Kyle Gass does That'd not have enough love in Hollywood. Yeah, he was the... Uh, what was the name of their, their duo? Um, Tenacious, Tenacious D. D. That's right, Tenacious D. Did you see my Facebook post? I listed that as one of my favorite movies. Tenacious we're not, D. We're not friends nuts. on Facebook. We're not? I don't think so. We we message each other on Facebook. No, it's Instagram. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh, Tenacious D. That's a movie. I wish they would make a sequel to. I've <laughs> seen Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny like a hundred times. Anna thinks I'm fucking ridiculous. How much I love Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny. My buddies loved that back in the day. Oh, dude, I love that fucking movie. Maybe he played a droid, and we have to check the uh, credits. Maybe uh, he Kyle was a droid somewhere in that. <laughs> Do you, um, From a town I think I'm done with this show. Mandalorian, Which not Absolute Geek Podcast. I think I'm done. Oh, I was getting excited there for a minute. Oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Did I say something wrong? Um, I think I'm done, dude. Like, I just... Give it a chance. It's boring as shit. It, it, uh, it's fucking the last episode was hot garbage. 
Episode was. six was garbage. <laughs> episode five was good. Because mm -hmm. all of your problems with episode one through four were answered in episode five. <laughs> so episode five was good. Episode six, yeah. Episode six was a fucking a drag. And I'm here for Bo-Katan, dude. I like Bo-Katan. But I didn't want to see him go on this like fucking Scooby-Doo mystery thing. It's just fucking stupid. It was a side dude. quest. They, it, was a, it, yeah. it literally was a side video piece. game side quest. <laughs> it's like piece. the DLCs that I never pay for. It's like a side mission. It's like, oh, well, you can't get to point A be from point A to point B without going to point C to do this for me, to get this, to go on your way. Like, it's always a side quest. And, like, it was such a cop-out the way they gave Bo-Katan the, the Darksaber, too, to, lead the, to be the leader of Mandalore again. Like, it just... They, I think it's funny that they believe whatever you tell them. The Mandalorians, like <laughs> they're they're gullible as fuck, aren't they? Like, I'm sure, hey, I'm sure. I swam in the lakes. Did he do this? Oh yeah. Per, like, ask the person that has been ostracized from your crew. Did he swim in the lakes? Oh yeah, I saved him from the lakes. Okay, he's back in. For well, the water, you, he dude. Well, they had the, the water, water, water and when she poured it in the thing, it like transformed. And he couldn't yeah, have bent down and just and just picked up the water. That was well, a proof that he yeah. fucking bathed in he it. Could have, but fucking drowned in it. <laughs> or hey, you're allowed back in our crew because you haven't taken off your helmet yet. Fifteen minutes later, take off your helmet, <laughs> and you're right. still part of our crew. Show's okay fucking with. stupid, dude. It is fucking dumb. The only reason I watch is so we could talk about it on this show. I'm done. I don't know. I'm, I'll watch it till the end. Fucking awesome, dude. The first seat, like you go back and watch the first season and then watch this bullshit. This is more like Boba Fett than it was the first season of Mandalorian. Well, it's it's because he accomplished his mission. What made Mandalorian season one and two so good is that it's because he had a mission. It was Lone Wolf and Cub all the way until he succeeded in his mission and then re and then you know went back on his mission and took Grogu back. Now he's got no mission. Now is now they gave him a mission to help rebuild Mandalore. And so now you're going to start getting into they gave her the mission to to find the more Mandalorians. So that's going to lead into all the Mandalorians that are outcasts, the Death Watch. It's going to lead into Ahsoka looking for yep. General Grand Admiral Thawne, looking for you know, I have a feeling that Sabine Wren shows up in the last episode of Mando, which leads into to Ahsoka, is it Grand um, Admiral Thong or Thrawn? Thrawn, it's not Thong. Thong, <laughs> thong, the thong, thong, thong. Yeah. Which, by the way, was super confusing to my parents because they always used to call flip flops thongs. Yes, competent story, <laughs> mission, same thing, Joe. But here's what I would if I was Star Wars, you know, running the show. The all these TV series would get two seasons, and that's it. Two seasons, move on to the next thing. They start to get dull and dry after two seasons. Cassian or Andor is going to end after two seasons. Boba Fett should end after two episodes. Uh, <laughs> Mando should have ended last season and go into Ahsoka like two seasons. We don't need these long stretch. Like, show's bad, it's badly written. They've lost their passion for it. It's 
almost laughable how bad it is. <laughs> Chose Doolin says, the idea of the Mandalorian show was good. The concept of a Mandalorian universe sucks in arts. <laughs> and now they're talking about doing a crossover movie with all three, Boba Fett, Mandalorian, and Ahsoka. Well, right? Was he's already, the three? I mean, he's already cool. crossed over with all of them. So it's just going to be tying up that universe. Tell me it doesn't good. feel tell me it doesn't feel the same as the WB saying, Hey, come watch our Arrowverse. We're gonna do Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then two years later, we're gonna do this crossover, and we're gonna do this crossover. Fuck you, dude. This is no better than a fucking CW show. Well, and they took what was so good about the Mandalorian being fresh and original, and they brought it brought it back to a Skywalker story by bringing fucking Luke fucking Skywalker into it. Like, yep. It was cool though at the end of that. And I'm talking about the young fuckable Luke, not the grumpy get off my lawn Luke. Right. Which I've been contesting since day one should have been Sebastian Stan. Yes. And actually give him a proper role in this fucking show. Not Luke Skywalker here. I'm here to take the baby two episodes later. I can't. I don't want this baby anymore. Mando, take him back. He's an asshole, that baby. Well, it was Grogu that wanted to leave, but right. still yeah. feels like a long winded thing to we got to find you a teacher. Oh, never mind. You don't want to be taught. <laughs> so Mr. let's Paul. go fucking save Mandalorian. Same thing with, <laughs> same thing with the first or second uh, episode of Mandalorian this year where they needed IG-88 and then he couldn't build him. So he took the other stupid robot or droid. And then that thing. Oh, that's what and... I've been going on about for three shows. <laughs> but the yeah. other stupid droid led the the dude to the fucking planet Mando oh, yeah. was on. To so, get Bo-Katan yeah. to go go help fight the pirates. But I see guess what you just did. What you just did, like, remember how I was telling you about um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, how they were talking about the difference between writing a story and every continuing thought is connected by the word "and," but actually continuing that thought with the word "therefore." Yeah, like that's all that is. What you just explained, like. Uh, his thing was broke. Therefore, he took this one, and this one brought this guy to. It's just bad. It's bad writing. I just I'm fucking done with this fucking show. I gotta gotta finish it. Why? Why? So so another season comes out. And I'm just pissed off. Like, why do I have to finish it? I gave up on Walking Dead for this exact no. same reason. It got boring and repetitive, and they lost their originality. I'm seeing. I'm going to finish out this season, and I'm looking forward to Grand Admiral Thong coming into this universe. Thong, 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 thong. Making making that happen. So uh, I'm going to see how they how they title together. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say I liked what I saw from. Ahsoka trailer that we got today. Like I liked seeing all the Rebels crew, seeing Chopper, seeing Sabine, seeing Ezra, seeing Thrawn. You know, seeing just all that Rebels crew was was awesome. But I, I really feel like Sabine's gonna show up in Mando because she's a Mandalorian. She kind of belongs in that show. So I. So Joe's Doolin said there's a lot of wasted energy and filler in these Mando episodes. I agree. That's why I compare it to a CW show, because that's what 
But the difference between CW shows and Mandalorians, you get 10 episodes or however many episodes are in this season. How many episodes are in this one, guys? I don't know. I want to say 10. Is it 10? I thought I thought the article I read said there was only two episodes left. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really fucking care. But (laughs) there's eight to ten episodes and they're throwing filler episodes in here. But CW threw filler episodes into 22 episode seasons. So they were less aggravating. You know what I mean? The like Supernatural that ran for 15 seasons. They throw the Scooby-Doo episode in the middle. Oh, yeah. It it, it will be eight episodes in total eight episodes yeah so when you only have eight episodes you can't tell a story you, you shouldn't waste them you shouldn't like and if you don't need eight episodes to tell a story then then have a four episode season and or make a fucking movie like don't it's just well i think you're getting but see now i think the rest of the, the season is going to focus on rolling into ahsoka focus on them rebuilding mandalore and them reaching out and obtaining other Mandalorians, and it's gonna lead into Ahsoka and and Grand Admiral cool. Thrawn. 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 <clears throat> See, now you got me saying it, Thrawn. <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn. God damn it, JP. <laughs> Thrawn, and leading into the next story, I, I kind of really feel like well, the adventures of Mando here are done. He's just gonna be used as a pawn to move the story forward to towards Ahsoka. Here, here's my question on this. We, you know what's going to happen, right? So we know this leads into Force Awakens. So you oh, already know before it's before that. This is between Jedi and Force. Awakens. Oh yeah, because Luke is young, of course. So but there's a big distance, like thirty years. He, he's old. It's thirty years. Yeah, but yeah, because it isn't like five thousand years. And what I'm saying is that you know what's going to happen, so. Thrawn is nowhere in the the sequels seven eight nine, so you know he's gonna die somewhere or get shipped out somehow. You know Ahsoka wasn't in those movies, so something happens to her. Mandalorian, they had no bearing in those other well, movies. Just because they're not, I mean, just because they're not in the movie doesn't mean they're dead or, or shipped off. But, but like but they were, but you're gonna build up all this, all this equity in these characters, Thrawn, Ahsoka. The Mandalorians, and they're going to have no bearing on those seven, eight, nine. They should have never made those movies. They should have made. Here's the thing with Thrawn. Well, Thrawn was Empire. never. Thrawn was never about the the will of the Empire. He was there about the will of his people, what's best for him and his people. So he always kind of marched to the beat of his own drum. So they call him. They refer to him as the heir to the Empire. So who's to say that Thrawn isn't the reason that the Republic has started? In um, what the fuck do they call the or the first order started in the Force Awakens? But I don't. You don't see him in there. It was Snoke and, and the Emperor, <laughs> right? But so I'm you, just, I'm just, just, you don't see him doesn't mean yeah. But Grogu's not in any of these either, All right? So it's like it's a whole. And they're not going to kill off Grogu. Just a whole universe of, of people. And again, it's a cool thing about Star Wars is that you have all these places you can go with it. But when they're so tied in that leads into the next story, that's Rogue One was a great movie that you could you could add a couple pieces to make it link. And then all you did was just bridge the gap here. You're bridging a gap with a gap with a bunch of things and all the things that we are looking forward to have no bearing to seven, eight, nine. But 
I would rather forget one, two, and three, and seven, eight, nine ever came out. Because... Well, the thing with Rogue One though is that they already gave you the plot of Rogue One in A New Hope, so it was pretty much just like the ending was written. You knew yeah. it, but it was still it still was fun to watch. That's why, you know, you know what's happening here, so it could be fun to watch. But there's still no bearing. Like all those people died essentially in Rogue One. Not all yeah. of them, but the majority of them did. So you didn't care. You you they would they were throwouts, but. That's half the reason why I can't watch Endor because I don't give a shit about Cassie and Endor because I know he bites the bullet in. Oh, Rogue I love one. that show. I'm much I, I, more interested I in Andor than I am Mandalorian. I'll I'll try it again, but I'm just saying, like, you get all into Mandalorian and they want to start the the Mandalorian get their planet again and get all their people back together, but that's not going to have. What bearing is that going to have on the universe seven, eight, nine? Unless they're gonna when they do the Ray movie. They bring the Mandalorians back into it and Thrawn somehow. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, that's about the only way you can do it. it, it you can still do it and tell a story and be done. It's just, I'm just saying, like, you, we we know that it's Wouldn't not going to be Wouldn't Din Djarin be dead by the time, by the time Ray comes He'll around? He's 70 years old. More than likely, he's not around. Most of them won't be, so... You can tell a story of finality to it, but it's probably the best story that they have besides the Skywalker story, four, five, and six, and it it's going to end. It's it's, it's it's it it happens. It's just it's probably going to be their best story if they could tell it right the way it started. Again, so did A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi had the Ewoks, and it was like ah, uh, that was fun for six year olds, but it wasn't great for older. You know, when you look back at it, it was kind of corny. So yeah. Mandalorian started off well, and now Grogu looks kind of funny when Izzo's picking. Or is it Izzo or Lizzo? Lizzo, Lizzo is, is holding him, and and oh, he's he, become a gag. He's yeah. a gag. He has no bearing on the story whatsoever now. No, except he that he's point. his little castaway. Yep, like he has no bearing on the story. That scene where she's forging his Flava Flav necklace, <laughs> and he's staring at the hammer coming Flava down, Flav. and it, it it's so bad dude it's so bad and he has ptsd i agree sticks i andor and andor may be my favorite star wars show and Ro rogue one is my favorite star wars movie i tr i've watched andor i got as far as them jumping out of that um into the water when they escaped and i had i thought that was the season there. finale <laughs> i didn't watch and then come to that. find out there was two episodes i missed <laughs> i mean it, i heard a lot i mean i heard it was good i just i I don't know. I just wasn't the, the writing. The writing's far better, and it's because they're not relying on sabers and the force and this and that. They're not relying on cute little puppets like Grogu, and it's just. And that's why I like about Rogue One. Rogue One is, is it feels more grounded than than the Skywalker stuff. It feels more like a. I mean, it's, it's like a heist magic. movie. Yeah, not magic related. It's just. Yeah. And, I, and I've we'll never see. been a huge Star Wars fan, but I remember watching the first season of Mando. I said, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought and it it's just it. it's just lost me. It's just that first season culminated with having Luke Skywalker show up and kick the crap out of all those battle, whatever the hell those stormtroopers were. I thought that was awesome because I'd waited a long time to see that Luke Skywalker, the the one between Jedi and Force Awakens. I was hoping they would made seven, eight, and nine. 
just like the heir to the empire books and and they and never did them so so joe's doing said grogu is just comic relief i completely agree he's no better than jar jar he's jar jar but doesn't speak that's what they've reduced grogu to and before when it was like it seems like every 10 minutes now there needs to be a funny grogu scene whereas before in the in the first couple seasons it was you know him doing something cute and funny feels right here instead of forcibly you know, flying into the arms of Lizzo or whatever. Like, it's <laughs> fucking stupid, dude. It's just Who else fucking wouldn't want to fly in the arms of Izzo? <laughs> it's just fucking dumb. I'm done talking about the show. Let's talk Ted Lasso. Let's change my mood here. It's interesting here. that, like, there's a three-year time jump between Mando season one and two and season three. So the Mandalorian season one and two fits in uh, nine years after the Battle of Yevon. Book of Boba Fett is also the nine years after the Battle of Yevon. Mandalorian season three is 12 years after the battle of Yevon. And then episode What's the battle of Yevon, the force awakens is 34 years after the battle of Yevon. What's the battle of Yevon. It's the day you lost your virginity. You, the moon of Yevon. What is that? Um, Yevon was the first place they, where they had the rebel base and a new hope. So, Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah but the number, dude. It was the mood of Endor, so it would be... You sure it's after Yavin or the mood of Endor? It's Yavin. So it's also known as the Battle of the Death Star. Okay. A New yeah. Hope is the Battle of the Yavin. The Battle of Yavin, also known as the Battle of the Death Star, uh, or the uh, Miracle of Yavin, was a major and decisive battle for the Galactic Civil War in which the Rebel Alliance was able to destroy the Death Star and was seen as one of the first major victories over the Galactic Empire. Oh, well, I know all that. I just didn't know the name of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, A New Hope is the Battle of Yevon. Because they destroyed the original Death Star in the New York New Hope. So this is 12 years after A New Hope, season three? So how, season how three long? Is 12 years after A New after Yeah, A New Hope. How long is Return of the Jedi after A New Hope? Return of the Jedi is four years after A New Hope. So that's right smack dab in the middle of A New so, Hope in this. Yeah, you have row one, which is zero years, which is which leads into the Battle of Yevon. Then A New Hope is zero year. Empire Strikes Back is three years after the Battle of Yevon. Return of the Jedi is four years. Mandalorian Season 1 and 2 is nine years. Boba Fett is nine years. Mandalorian Season 3 is 12 years. And then a Force Awakens is thirty-four years. And Skywalker Rise of Skywalker is thirty-five years. So twelve years have passed. Where we sit right now in Mando, twelve years have passed since everything kicked off. I'll probably watch it just so we can f fucking talk about it on the show. But if it wasn't for the show, I would not be watching. I don't know. I mean, we don't have to talk about it anymore because none of us know diddly dick about Star Wars. Like, I always say I know just enough to be dangerous in a conversation. That's it. 
Yeah, it's about me. I don't fucking dive into all this bullshit. Yeah, Max is obsessed. <laughs> huh. Joe is doing this. The Battle of Yevon is also known <laughs> as Chewie got snubbed at the medal ceremony. Oh, that's all right. right. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. I forgot about that. Moving to Teddy Lasso. This week's Ted Lasso, we saw the big meeting between the rivals of AFC Richmond and West Ham. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> After what you said a couple weeks ago, I thought they for sure were going to. Can we spoil this? Yeah, go ahead. I thought for sure they were going to beat West Ham. No, I think that's reserved for the last episode. Yeah. I was pissed. I was like, man, they got their asses kicked. I think it's reserved gonna for the win. last episode. I think Nate's going to get fired. He's no, going to come yeah. back to Richmond, and they're going to beat West Ham. No, if it's the no, last yes. episode of the series, Nate has to come back. So I think what's going to happen is that Jamie Tart's going to get good, and he's going to start commanding the same respect that Zava does. Zava's going to get pissed and leave Richmond, go to West Ham. Something's going to happen with Nate to where – Nate gets fired. Nate does something wrong, and Rupert says, "You need to do it my way, or you and fire him." And then Nate's going to come back and help Richmond beat West Ham to win it all. You already see Nate kind of questioning Rupert's character, like when he looks at him in the club and he's like flirting with the secretary. You see the look on Nate's face. So there's something brewing there. This was episode four. How many episodes is a season? Uh, I don't know. Last season was 12, so... I'm assu- assuming probably the same. This is probably my new favorite show. I just I just got into it two months ago. Because of us? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's 12 episodes in the final season to last up. Yeah, and it, and it feels that way. It feels like we're only a quarter of the way through it because there's still... I think in the next four episodes, something's going to happen where Nate leaves. Ted's going to welcome him back. There's going to be some struggle because the rest of the team is because you saw at the at the end of this thing, they show him show the team the tape and they all hate Nate now. So there's going to be an episode where they have to rehabilitate Nate into the group. Then they all, you know, camarade with each other. My beautiful wife says she thinks Nate will just leave. West one Ham. of those two things will happen. He's either going to get fed up and leave, or he's going to get fired. One of those well, two Z- things going to happen. Zava's going to leave, right? Zaza herself. I think Zava leaves for sure. I think he's going to leave. I wonder if Jamie Tart to... leaves. I don't. No, I don't think so. Leave. I don't either. After his four a.m. runs with uh, Roy, with Roy, oi, oi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I laughed so hard at that scene where he shows up at the door and he's got a shirt on but no underwear. And as <laughs> they're working out in the park, full on like, Winnie the Pooh. He, yeah, he's working, walking up. He's like, "How come you wear tops and not bottoms?" He's like, "Cause I, I get cold upstairs and hot downstairs." He goes, "Makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think Jamie's gonna believe. Like Jamie owe, owes his transformation to Ted last to Ted, and so he's kind of made that. Re- that transition, I think that's why he wants to be as good as Zava because he doesn't like seeing the superstar come in and take over his team because he was always the best on the team and now he's not. So he wants to get better. 
and be better than Zava. And you already kind of see it in this episode where he takes the shot and Zava gets pissed off at him and he's like, Zava! And so I think Jamie's going to get better and start commanding more attention. And Zava's going to get pissed and leave. And then Rupert's going to be right there to scoop him up. And Nate's going to get fed up with him and leave or get fired. And then he's going to come back and help Richmond beat West Ham to win it all. And can we just get Ted and Rebecca together already for fuck's sake? Like, quit dancing around it. She's too tall for him. No way. She's too she tall wants to take that mustache ride. Ugh. I got to say, quite, I didn't realize this until, was it the last episode they were in Sam's restaurant? Yes. Was Sam's it, is that the last one? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize this. I, I don't find her particularly attractive, but holy <laughs> crap for how old she is. Her body is slamming. Yes. They put her in very flattering outfits. <laughs> That's she got sure. quite the mouth on her. Yes. That's okay, though. Yeah. Honestly, I think uh, her, is, her friend is, that actually sleeps with Ted is sassy. Is more my my speed. Aaron but says he she... has to stop sleeping with sassy first. <laughs> but is she not attractive, or is she just in the right outfits? I don't think sassy. I don't. As I don't as Rebecca is. I don't. I don't find Rebecca too. Rebecca has a really nice body, but I don't find her too attractive. She's UK attractive. I do. I think she's slamming. I'd climb they, that they mountain. Have diff- they have worse teeth over there in in England. I don't really worry. All about right. No, but that's that's true. Right They'll here. even say that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the dentistry um, uh, industry is not doing well. It's medieval over in the UK. <laughs> Very <laughs> <It's> medieval. medieval. <laughs> but I mean, even even going back to um, she, when she was in uh, Game of Thrones, I didn't even know that was her. You know, in, Game she of, was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah she was she's like the maiden that's walking through the streets with Cersei, going shame. Don't shame, act like you guys are surprised. Shame. I don't watch that show. <laughs> I I just I watched it a couple years ago. I didn't I didn't I thought she looked familiar, and then I think Matt, you said it last last yeah. uh, pod. I was like, really? And I had to go or back to see it. I'm like, that is her, but completely different. So take her out of the you know complimentary clothes and. I didn't even remember her, right? So you put her in this outfit and you remember her. So she's uh, in the new Hocus Pocus movie. Clothes she make is. the woman. Yes. How many women do we have watching our show right now? One. Yeah, and it's my wife. <laughs> I I don't want to. I don't want to. We put need more the perception Jeff. out there that I think she's ugly. I I don't. I, I just she's just not my type. That's I understand. That's that's. I'm just. Yeah, I think she's a very a, pretty woman. Do the clothes make the woman, or is it the? Does a woman make the clothes? No, she was in Hocus Pocus. I thought she was pretty. Like, there's women I, I can look Hocus at Pocus. that I'm like, oh, that's a pretty woman. It's just not my type. But but a synopsis of this episode: you see, um, Richmond is getting ready to set up for their face to face meeting with West Ham. Um, you kind of see conflicted Nate. In conflicted Ted both way around, like Beard and Roy are trying to figure out a way to beat West Ham, and they want to use the tape they find thanks to Trent Krim um, of Nate ripping the sign to their advantage. Ted doesn't want to do it. He just kind of says, no, we're just going to leave this alone. We're going to beat him our own way. And you kind of see, like Lance was saying, conflicted Nate. 
like at the beginning, Nate knocks the Ted piece off and he's like, Oh, sorry. all cocky. And then he kind of like comes around and he's like, all right. And picks him up. And you can see that that relationship there between him and Ted is still very raw. And that wound is still open and that they both feel like it was left wrong. And that, you know, they both still have that, those feelings towards each other. And, uh, Nate wants to apologize, but as every time he comes around to it, Rupert's right there to talk out, talk him out of it. I really think Rupert is very much manipulating Nate because under this false bravado that he offers, he's still the same old shy Nathan Shelley. You see it from, you know, from the, the interaction in the restaurant with the woman who wouldn't give him the time of the day before and she's to when old. he's standing in the elevator in the corner hiding from <laughs> Ted, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's still very much the same Nathan he, Shelley until he, he gets that like boost of confidence from Rupert. And I, I am I'm very interesting. One thing my wife pointed out to me is that he like, you can tell Rupert manipulates him because in certain circumstances, he tells him to call him something else. He's like, no, it, it's Mr. Well, I can remember like Murdoch or whatever his last name is. Or he's like, please call me Rupert. Or, you know, he keeps changing back and forth to keep him in that line of like what you can call me to, to keep hitting him with that, you know, keep that in, him in check a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's manipulative. Yes. And, and it's it's borderline abusive. <laughs> so. What are you laughing at? Should we call, like, uh, OSHA or something on it? <laughs> uh. So um, they're getting beat by West Ham, and in order to rally the troops, Beard and Roy decide to show the tape to the team, and then they just go full-on mental and just start getting ejected from the game left and right for playing dirty. And which is stupid because you wouldn't be that dumb to keep getting ejected. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I thought, it's, 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 I didn't like they got beat that oh. badly. I was hoping it would be a better game and just, you know, I expected them to win based on what you said last week. I told my wife, I said, they're going to win this game. Watch Matt said, they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're gonna Bad. win them all. I know. Yeah, I never thought that. I never thought they were gonna win. I thought that was gonna start it, and they would have to play them again in the playoffs somehow, and or the championship game. But I thought they were gonna be close, but still lose. But the the fact that they lost so badly just adds to that kind of retribution arc that I think. Yeah, but the, the end retribution of the arc started ended. last season with Ted. Ted, the team itself like i i see it i see it but i just was no but this but, is this is all about i think a big part of it is rebecca getting one up on rupert i think that, that that's going to play a big part of it and once they're able to heal that wound because you can tell she's obviously still hurt about rupert but once she's able to do that i think it's going to open herself up to a point where she can she doesn't need to get that with the soccer team anymore though she's got it she got it in this episode when she tells them I saw you with your yep. secretary. You need to stop fucking around on Bex and your daughter. They deserve better. She just got her one up on him. Yep. I still think her beating him is going to help. That'll help. But I was hope. I don't know. I didn't know how many episodes there were. And I was just, you know, it's one of those things that you hope there's more. And then all of a sudden it's over. Like season two for me, I just came to the end of it and literally had to wait a week for season three, which was awesome. But I was like, that's that's the end of season two already. So I know this is the last season. Unfortunately, it's a great show. 
but I'm just hoping there's, you know, more episodes. Uh, so I'm just hoping they've, for that. They've already they've already stated that they're planning on some spinoffs. Right, but, but I, I think I think same. Jason Sudeikis is done. He's yeah, supposed yeah. to be Ted Cord in Blue Beetle. Jason Sudeikis is in Blue Beetle. He potentially may be Ted Cord in the Blue Beetle movie. Huh. And making a hmm. uh, debut or making a little cameo in that one, and then being the blue, the Ted Cord Blue Beetle. So we what got two Blue Beetle trailer. I thought it looked sweet, man. I thought it looked really cool, like way better than I thought it was going to look. You didn't find that it felt familiar? Like you've seen it before? Like what? Shazam? Yep. No. It felt like Shazam and No Way Home put in a one. But, uh, as I say, it kind of felt like Spider-Man Homecoming and Iron Man had a fuck baby. True. He has this. He has a similar armor to Spider-Man and No Way Home or whatever armor. Oh, you're had. saying his suit? Yeah, the, not the, the whole tra- the trailer in general. Yeah, it felt like it felt like a combination of a family movie like Shazam and then Spider Man, Iron Man, the rest of the rest of the trailer. It's, it'll be good though. That's what'll draw people in. Well, he does get it from a super secret science See? thing coming in. Don't worry, it's coming. He 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 does get the blue be- the scarab from the. From the, the blue bail, the blue bail secret, secret where apparently his girlfriend works at, or eventually they're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. They're going to be his romantic. name is Jaime. It's not Jamie. No, he's Latino. It's Jaime. Jaime. But how do you say it's Juan for John, right? Juanito, Johnny. No, John and Juan are not spelled the same. <laughs> they're not, but then do you say Juan? No, Juan and- is, is not John because it's not Juanathan. John comes from Jonathan. Juanito. That's what I, my name in Spanish class was Juanito. I don't. I don't think Juan and John. Oh, no, though she name. called me. That's right. She called me Bendejo. I don't know what Bendejo means. But I can hear Aaron laughing in the living room at you guys. What, what does Bendejo mean? <laughs> they call me Bendejo and Bendejo. Isn't that bitch? Isn't that bitch? <laughs> no asshole. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, that was in. Uh... Apparently, apparently, it is. It is the version of John. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, Juanito. My dad's my dad's real name is uh, Guillermo, which is William. Um, but that's that's not even spelled the same. So when you have Jaime or Jamie, I'm like, what? what? It's Jaime. Well, they don't really use. Isn't it Hyman? Isn't Jamie Hyman? <laughs> no, Jaime. No, yeah, Hyman. No, I had I a had friend a, named that. I had a friend <laughs> in, in middle school whose name was Jamie, who's Hispanic, and they called him Hyman. <laughs> Hyman? No, there's was no he Jewish? Jewish? No, I, I, he he was Hyman. Uh, there's no N in the word. It's spelt exactly the same. It was Hyman <laughs> Villagomez. I'm really telling different. you, maybe, but it's Jaime. When I heard it, I was watching the the, the trailer and they kept saying Jaime. I'm like, are they saying it what? wrong? Because it's am I saying it wrong? It's Jamie. They're like Jaime. I'm like, what the hell? Yes, I know what Hyman is. <laughs> Are you talking about hymen like H-Y-M-E-N, yes. like for a woman? Yes. No, Are you yeah, cracking yeah. a joke? <laughs> no, that's what that's literally what he was. His name was Hyman. <laughs> he, that's what he would tell everyone is that his name was Jamie, but in Spanish it was Hyman. Hyman Villa Would have been Dejo. Bendejo. Uh and yes, the hymen is the fucking thin piece of tissue at the opening of the vagina. I know what the hymen is. <laughs> Thank you. So for I thought you were cracking a joke, but he they actually called him 
Well, poor kid. <laughs> well, I don't oh, know. Are, are high schoolers smart enough to make that connection? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if your name's Jaime or Hyman, you should be able to, you know. Um, Call him it Hyman sticks. Reyes. It's not spelt like that, though. They don't really use H's in Spanish. Like Henry is Hache. Enrique. Heche. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't. Like H isn't a commonly used word in Spanish. So if I said cortar el queso, what does that mean? What? Cortar el queso. Cortar el queso? Well, you said something with cheese. I don't know what doesn't cortar, mean cortar is. Mean cut. <laughs> something with cheese. El Royale with cheese. Doesn't cortar or cortar el queso mean cut the cheese? What? How do you say cut in Spanish? Not that fluent. My parents are. I'm not. I'm just asking. I'm asking anybody on the pod. And I'm just because you're Lance. I'm not asking you particularly. I'm just. You Corta. said Jaime, so I figured you had. Corta. Okay, so, yeah. Corta. That's a cut in Spanish. Corta. Corta el queso. It means cut the cheese. Donde está el sanitario, right? Where's the bathroom? That's the only things I learned in Spanish class, unfortunately. Corta el queso. Cut the cheese. Yeah. Okay. So, so in Arizona, in Arizona, you learn all the curse words. You learn all the ways to order food. Uh, <laughs> those are probably the most common. Oh yeah. And then you have to you have to say ninety percent of don't, our street names. Don't are, they stare a baño? That's where's the bathroom. Don't they stare a baño? Yeah. But it's funny. My dad took. He's Italian. My dad took. Italian in high school, and he said he got a C or a D in it because it was a different dialect. Because all he learned when growing up was how to swear and how to ask for food from his grandmother, who only spoke Spanish or uh, Italian. You know what's sad is that so my or both my mom testas is show me your tits. <laughs> uh, both my mom and dad, their first language is Spanish, and as well as my grandfather, my grandmother's first language is Italian. And nice. when my dad, I was born a year and a half after my dad moved to this country and they made it a rule to only speak English in the home so he could learn English. So me and my siblings did not learn Spanish. I can understand 95%, like if, especially, especially if it's Argentina Spanish, because Argentina Spanish and Mexican Spanish are very different, right, but, different uh, dialect. different dialects. Fuck you, bitch. And they use Mexico uses a lot of like slang and stuff, but it's sad, dude. Like I look back now, I was like, man, I wish my parents would have tried harder to get me to learn Spanish when I was younger. That was just the, the culture of immigrants was to speak English in at home so that your kids learn English as opposed to mm -hmm. the other way around. Because my dad was the same way. He knew, like I said, how to swear and ask for food. But they my grandmother spoke broken English at the dinner table. So she would do some English switch back to Italian and everyone would get lost. <laughs> that wasn't Italian, you know, that, you know, wasn't speaking. So they made it a, a rule to stick with English. And yeah, all then, my aunts and uncles speak Spanish. And then my two older cousins speak Spanish. My younger of the two cousins, not very well, but my older of the two cousins does. And then everybody under those two English does not speak Spanish. Whatsoever. I learned most of my Spanish from uh, Cheech and Chong. 
Mexican Americans don't like to get up in the morning, but they have to, so they do it real slow. I'm surprised those two haven't made another movie. They're doing all these commercials together. They hate each other, don't they? No, they're they're constantly doing commercials together. They started like um like a weed tool company together. They just did a commercial weed together tool? on TikTok. Like 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 bongs and stuff. Oh. Yeah, like I don't know what what would you throw. call that? Not paraphernalia because paraphernalia makes it seem illegal. It's not illegal anymore. Weed like, tool to be weed pipes. No, but it's not just pipes. Like it's grinders smoking and like utensils. it's smoking utensils. Weed I utensils. guess weed utensils. Yeah, I guess. Which is just weed another tool. word for tool. <laughs> A weed but tool you, sounds like something you're using to pick weed, not actually smoking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fucking pothead. I don't know. We. We fucking, when I was a kid, we had joints and a pipe. That's all we smoked out of. And now there's a plethora. Plethora. Is that a, that's a uh, Mexican word, isn't it? No. <laughs> there's a lot of shit that you can use to Dude, I went to Mexico with my, my buddy owns a uh, weed distillery company where he sells to like the weed distributors and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was watching them do all these different ways smoking weed and doing all these things i'm like holy shit dude this is way different like he was doing like dabs have you heard of dabs it's like i think so it's like wax or something and then there's this like syringe thing that you that you can put like you put like the not the wax but you put like the extract in the joint and it makes it like way like it's fucking crazy well don't some you, of the shit is it legalized have. where you guys are at yes in is. arizona yeah so you guys can gummy bears and things like oh, that. Yeah. 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 Um the some of it still so like the syringe thing that he had, you need That's a medical not... card to get that. It's like it okay. makes it like super potent or something like that. Oh yeah, but it goes right to your blood system. Yeah. No, no, no. You're not injecting it. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you're not injecting say... it. No, like saying... when you roll yeah. a joint, you when you roll a joint, you put this stuff on in on the weed. Oh. I'm they just put in Tabasco sauce and just spread it on top of the joint. It's essentially like a condiment, but it's like Easy. it's like pure THC and a syringe. Yeah, it looks like it. It's not like a syringe with a needle, but it looks like like one of those. Oh, things it's you like get uh, your yeah, kid, yeah, kids Tylenol with. Yep. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, when you said syringe. I was like, oh, I was thinking with a yeah, needle, not a needle, think. not a needle. No, I didn't watch him inject the shit. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Kind of shit are they doing in Mexico, man? Which, dude, how much shit that they have now? Like, I would not be surprised if somebody discovers a way to inject it directly in your bloodstream. Might as well. No, but Mexico, it's like if you get caught with it, it's like you can go to jail. Yeah, uh, you just slip him twenty bucks and you're on your way. <laughs> it depends. The just amount like that in, he uh, had, he's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember um they got pulled over on the way back over the board because he brought it with them from arizona and then was bringing it back to arizona at the end of our trip and he got pulled over and we were behind them just freaking out that he was gonna something was gonna happen yeah yeah but Shit. yeah dude i've never seen like weed has gotten so fucking bougie dude like it's fucking weird man like <laughs> yeah, a lot of shit did yeah it's it's fucking it's weird. It's pretty much. Is it legal, legal where you're at? Um, New York State is legal, I believe, because I see them pop. Well, no, it's popping up all over the um, Indian reservations. 
near where I where I live. So it's like there's a shed everywhere that sells sells weed. But if you leave the Indian res and come over to where you live, you can buy it there and bring it back. You can buy gas there for cheap and cigarettes for cheap. But if you bring it back, if a cop pulls you over, would you get in trouble for having it? That's a good. I don't know. It's a good question because you can buy your gas without any tax on it. Buy your cigarettes, but you can't buy like cartons of cigarettes. And like, there's a certain limit. You, I don't know. I have to look into it because I don't. I don't smoke, but I. So we used to do the same thing. Like we'd go to the res to buy our cigarettes. We could buy cartons, though. You came for like yourself, but you couldn't buy like five cartons unless they would think that's excessive. But oh yeah, we we walk in, we walk over to the res, and we buy like ten cartons. Yeah, you should be able to do that because you know if it's on if detergents on sale, you can buy ten of those at Walmart. Why can't you buy ten cartons (laughs) of smoke? Right. Yeah, you're gonna smoke it all anyway. It doesn't go bad. You're both terrible people. You smoking sons of bitches. I don't. I don't smoke. I haven't had a cigarette. And go years. buy me a carton of cigarettes. I remember. Um, what did you smoke, smoke, JP? Been a you long did. time. What was your What was your go to? Uh, Mick or uh, Michelob Ultra. One hundreds. Ultra lights. Ultra lights. He smoked them new it was. It went from lights to ultra lights because he tried to quit. But yeah, JP used to smoke Newports. <laughs> JP smoked Newports while he sagged his Janko jeans. I smoked green cools and listened to LL Cool J. I had Bugle Boy jeans, just so you know. <laughs> I had Bugle Boys. I, I, I smoked the green cools. No, we had Newports. Newports were a little bit too like cools were like Newports, but like two dollars cheaper. So we smoke green cools. I never bought cigarettes. I just bummed them from everybody. I'd, I'd take oh, a pack, dude. and I'd say I need to. I'd, I would fill a pack at a party from bumming cigarettes all night long. Dude, when I was twenty three, I was smoking a pack a day. At eight bucks, twenty four. It wasn't that expensive when I was doing it. It wasn't eight dollars. I went to New York. It went to eight dollars. I'm like, fuck this. There's I no way I'm doing I went that. to Chicago. I was still smoking, and a pack of Newports was twelve dollars. Oh. And over in Arizona, they were five bucks. Do you remember going to the airport where you had the, the smokers lounge? Thank you. Sit in there and smoke with everyone else and just smell like a goddamn ashtray as you left the little shed thing you were in. It was disgusting. Do they have do they have hookah lounges? I haven't seen where you're it at. So we used to have hookah lounges everywhere. In fact, a friend of the show, uh, Jesse, um, that does the Nerds with Balls podcast, he owns a hookah lounge. But they used to be everywhere, and we used to go to the hookah lounge every weekend and sit there for hours, all chipping our money, and you just look at, like, you've you seen Wizard of Oz, the big caterpillar thing, like what he's smoking out of, that's hookah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know what it is, but. We would sit we on the floor them. on these pillows. Like and magic just carpet ride? You, essentially, they were, they were all. They were all owned by um, like Middle Eastern people and stuff like that. So they all had those kind of themes like pillows and rugs and stuff on the floor. And you get heroes and stuff. But yeah, no, we every never... weekend it was like 40 bucks and like like 10 of us would go and just all. Split oh, so, it. oh, no, that's not bad then. Yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah. For, yeah. Four bucks. per. But we do like three bowls. So you'd end up spending like 120, but split between like 10 people. Yeah, it's not bad. We sit there for hours, dude. As yeah. long as we kept buying it, they come around, they put coals on top. 
Yeah. We never had that around here. We weren't that just had uh just have this the uh lounges now for marijuana. It wasn't marijuana. It was no, tobacco. but we have I mean it I know that but I'm saying that's what we have now. We never had the hookah lounges. We just have the sheds and the Indian reservation selling the THC and we don't have we never had hookahs, never seen that. So that'd be fun though. It tastes good though. Have you had have you had a hookah, Matt? No. You know what I'm talking about? They used to have them everywhere. No, here. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. I just never. It basically looks like a big water bong. With I wasn't a fucking hipster. There, no, no. Go back to what? Watch Three Stooges. Anytime they've ever done a, a, a World War II skit, they have Curly is smoking out of a hookah, and he plugs oh, it yeah? into like the the gas line when they were heating the house, and he's like, and his stomach keeps getting bigger and bigger from eating all smoking and all the gas. And then he lights a cigarette and almost blows the whole place up. But it's it's hilarious watching him smoke out of a he hookah. He put the hookah hose on a gas thing? Yes. Somehow he like went and grabbed the wrong gas line and put it in his mouth. And he's smoking on oh that. Oh, my gosh. And he's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he lights a cigarette and blows up the whole place. That's hysterical. But they had that way back then. I mean, I remember yeah, seeing I remember, that. I was like, oh, he got it. He got a hookah. I remember we all chipped in and bought a hookah. Like it was like a ten hose hookah, and we go to the to the cigarette shop and buy the boxes of uh, what do they call it? Hashish or Hashish, something like yeah. that. Hashish. But it was like it was like fruit, tobacco, and like molasses. Like all Hashish. it looked like it looked like mud essentially. <laughs> Building a house, <laughs> mud. Yeah, it looked it looked like mud, man. Like what do they call it? Was it hashish? Yeah, hashish. But what about a water bong? They had water, like I've done like a gravity bong type, like or yeah, gravity bong, you, yeah, and you, you spill it, it tastes like it smells out. like shit. Like you light Today. it down, pull it out. Yep. Yeah, I've done those. We've done gravity bongs where you have like a tank of water with like and you like push like you had a jug that was cut in half and you'd push it and it go it push it up in your you know what yep. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how it works, but I've done it. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, dude. In Arizona, like weed has been illegal, like up until the last few, couple years. But everybody I knew that was my age smoked weed, <laughs> and I never knew anybody getting in trouble unless they were like selling it. All right. Now yeah, a ton you- of my friends got in trouble for drinking underage, but we never got in trouble for weed, ever. No, and. and- People say it's a gateway to the next drug. I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't smoke and drive. But if you're going to sit at home and eat nachos, you know, to each his own, I guess. Nachos and lemon heads on my dad's boat. You know, just don't drive with it. See, I would rather have a bunch of high people on the road than a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> I'm telling you, you right see, now. I, I don't know. I'd rather I, have I, a bunch of people on acid driving on the road than I would have them on, on uh, weed. Because at least they'll drive better that way. Like a race car, man. They're You're like gonna hallucinate. I know, but they're but they're they're into it, man. They're just it's they're seeing shit, but you know they're avoiding shit too. So <laughs> I don't want slow drivers or fast impaired drivers. I want people that are keen. I'm senses. just saying, Amsterdam has the lowest amount of accidents per capita or something like that than any other country in the world. I, I just the point. I'm of, not saying I want either. But no, that's, no, this was an that's, argument. That's that, not what I heard. I heard you said that you'd rather have 
high people driving than no people. Yeah, you'd rather have weed head driving than when they were when they were arguing the fact of alcohol, like weed is worse than alcohol. Like they would use that argument all the time. Like weed is worse than out. Like because I would ask, why is alcohol legal and weed's not? The whole reason weed wasn't legal was because of like taxes and stuff like that. It's hard to tax that stuff. So I would ask people, why is alcohol legal and weed's not? Like, it makes no sense. And they're like, well, weed does this. And I was like, I'd rather have a bunch of people stoned driving than drunk people drive. Like, I would try to make the argument that alcohol is worse than than weed. But they don't have studies with your people. There's not studies of people that smoke weed at drive. Oh, sure there is. I don't think sure there's there enough documented. Like, it, it, alcohol's been legal for a long period of time that they can track certain things and legal drivers what happens. Whereas with weed, it hasn't been legal till recent, so they can't really. There's probably not enough evidence to make a case one way or the other. Joe, I, I, Joe's doing said weed now is so much more potent than it was 20 years ago. I completely agree. Yeah. Botany, bitches. Botany. Now, now they can openly like, fucking test it. Like you, what have you been to a weed store, Matt? Yes. Like it's insane. Like. <laughs> They have they have a it looks like a glass counter where you buy like like a Walgreens. You have fifty different kinds of strands. It's it's insane. You're you're buying weed like you would buy donuts at a donut shop. It's fucking crazy. And when I was a kid, it, there was the good shit, and then there was swag. That was it. Swag. <laughs> twenty dollars, twenty dollars for a dime sack of swag. And it, it was the nastiest. It was all stems and seeds and shit. It was nasty. Remember Cheech and Chong when he made that the little ball, the little joint he rolled, and then he went to smoke it, and he accidentally inhaled it. <laughs> so, it was so small. Oh, and then he made the huge one out of dog shit. Remember, because the dog ate all his weed, so he made the huge ball, the huge joint out of dog shit. And I, one of the guys, I think it was um. Cheech didn't know it was made of dog shit. He goes, I'm smoking dog shit. <laughs> that was was that a, is that an up and smoke or what? I think up and smoke was my favorite. That was definitely the up and the smoke. Best I ones. think it's their best one. Yeah, that was a good one. The, the second one was good too. The um, forget the name of it now, but up and smoke was definitely the best one with uh, Sergeant Stadenko. See you, Lord ass. See you, Lord ass. <laughs> I need to watch those again. You like Pineapple Express? Did not see it. I can't believe I didn't see it. But oh, I dude, that's one of my favorite stoner movies ever. Half Baked was, or no, Half Baked's good. Half Baked's awesome, but With Pineapple Chappelle. Express is a breed of its own, dude. That was... they make a fucking three-way joint. It's like a cross, and you gotta light all three ends. <laughs> it's like two, different, like it's so fucking funny. And then, what else do they do? I don't know. James Franco's just class act in that movie, dude. Those so that good. was their heyday back then, I think, in my opinion. Seth Rogen's still doing a good job, but Franco, that was his heyday. Well, Franco got me too. Yeah. You haven't seen the disaster artist? No. That's not that old. That's a that's a really good movie. Matt, you based, like that one. Yeah, it's based on the, it's the, the room telling of the creation of the Tommy was is the room. Great. What's next on the agenda, or do we go through? That's all it. That? We're That's done. it, man. We're just shooting wow. the shit. We're talking about our drug days, and well, no, you're talking about your drug days. Which album did 
Joe's Dolan have uh, on vinyl? Did we did we bring up an album? What? Joe's Dolan said. Uh, oh, up the, the oh the soundtrack. Corn redid that song though. Um, what was the name of that song that he Corn redid? The end, of, the last song in Up in Smoke. I'm not sure. Dun 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 dun. dun. It was actually a decent song. Shit. My mama talking to me, trying to tell me how to live. Oh yeah. yeah. Mama talking Corn, to me, trying to tell me. How Cornery to live. did it. It was it was good. It was a heavy song. It wasn't yeah. really punkish, even back then. But Cornery did it. Sounds pretty heavy. Corn's not punk. But whenever they did Up in Smoke, it was like punk was. They were at a punk rock concert. Mama and did that song me, oh and then whenever corn did it it actually is more but of a heavier song because my head is so aggressive dun, 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 my daddy disowned me because i wore my sister's clothes dun, 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 he caught me in the bathroom with a pair of pantyhose <laughs> I my basketball coach he done kicked me off the team and then for wearing high heel sneakers and acting like a queen yeah. queer he said right the world is coming to an end and i don't even care yeah, that was a good song. As long as I can have a limo in my orange hair. <laughs> Very <laughs> punkish. Dude, how come... That's a great song. I love funny. that song. How come every day I open the news... And I'm making lots of money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> I'm so bloody rich. I own my apartment building and shopping centers. Yep. Up every, smoke. Every, every time I open, like, to read, like, a news article or something, or, like, to look through articles... It's always another rapper that I've never heard of that's died. This time it's Costa Titch. R.I.P. Apparently he dropped dead on stage. That Coke will do it to you. <laughs> but are these guys like TikTok famous or something? Like, why haven't I ever heard of these people? That's how I went to kill her. I don't know, dude. I don't fucking... You got me, Lance. But there's one group that'll never drop dead. It'll never get old. And we're going to leave the, the show tonight with them playing us out. So I hope you all had a great Friday. Thank you so much to the chat. Thank you, Joe. It's doing. Thank you. To my beautiful, lovely wife, Aaron. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Sticks. Thank you, Carday West. Thank you to Darth Lopez for stopping in. Thanks um, to all the Bendejos. Yeah, thank you to Derby Bendejo. Entertainment. Thank you to everyone who stopped in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure to check us out tomorrow night over or right here on Saturday Night Special. We got a good show for you there. Make sure to check out JP and Rohan on Monday with another great episode of Absolute Game of Nerds. And it's not as great as their their Grail episode. Nothing will True. ever top that episode, but you know you it's still off. it's still solid. Um, trying, trying to make it back up the hill. Yeah. Make sure to check out Max and Tyler in the quickies and enjoy all the content we have dropping for you here on the channel and on that note we will play a band 
uh, leaving the show tonight that will never get canceled, will never get old. And they've got an album that's about to go quadruple platinum. Have a good night. Never, never mind. It's not playing a... All you freaks and geeks Come all you freaks Happy Easter, geeks. by the way, everyone Let's knows. listen to Absolute Geek Absolute Geek We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks Spread the cheeks And drink and some for Cosby wine <laughs> We'll Come drink on, some Cosby wine It makes me feel real fine <laughs> See you next.